Welcome to Critter Pocalypse episode 170. As always, is the case nowadays, we're going to start with a small, quick segment in which I test Ant's knowledge of the world. Um, firstly, we are Critter Apocalypse, well, episode 170, we, we review stuff and things. Um, and today we're going to talk about anal bleaching, of which Ant is a is a is a you you know everything about anal bleaching, right? No. Okay, so we'll do the multiple movie film quiz number one. Should we do that? I keep my anus brown like nature intended. Mine's red and bloody. Yeah, because I eat Doritos whole, <laughs> and they come out whole. Um, all right, so this is a multiple choice question, uh, multiple choice quiz. It's 15 answers. You've got four minutes to answer all the questions. I'm going to be as quick as possible to make it clear, concise, and make sure you get them under the line. All right, you ready, Anne? How many questions are there? Which of these is not a real job title that appears in movie credits? You've got Gaffer, Best Boy, Key Grip, and Splicer. Splicer. I'll tell you if that's correct by the end. What was the first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Was it Iron Man, Batman, Spider-Man, The Avengers? I mean, Iron Man, I guess, but... Okay. Which of these actors didn't appear in Pulp Fiction? Bruce Willis, John Turturro, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman. It's John Turturro. Turturro. Are you sure this is a good quiz? This is a quiz for children. What's it called when an actor breaks character directly address the audience? Bending the narrative, breaking the fourth wall, following the loose thread, or sweeping the rug? Breaking the fourth okay. wall. Which of these movies was not directed by M. Night Shyamalan? In the sixth sense, The Ring, Signs, or Glass? Well, the Ring, that okay. was... Okay, Gore Verbinski. Yeah, true, true, I shouldn't have given that answer. True or false, since the 1930s, the percentage of Americans who go to the movies frequently has increased. False. You saying false? Okay. Which of the following is I filmmaker mean, Michael Bay... Known, which of the following is filmmaker Michael Bay known for? Sweeping western landscapes, explosions, romantic comedies, or fanciful costume design? <laughs> All of the above. Alright, I'm going to put explosions. I'm going to yeah. Which of the following characters would you be most likely to see in a film noir movie? An African tribal leader, a beach volleyball player, a cynical private detective, or a fighter pilot? This is trying to box whole friggin' film noirs. Yeah. Um, a cynical detective. Okay. What which, are you cynical? Which, what? I mean, part of the key thing is that he's going to have to be somewhat gullible. Yeah. So that yeah. wouldn't yeah. be cynical. What, what term is best used... Well, sorry. What term is used to describe the Western films directed by Italian director Sergio Leone? Neapolitan Westerns, Spaghetti Westerns, Mafia Westerns, or Tuscan Westerns? Spaghetti Westerns, okay. yeah. In the movie Frozen, who is Olaf? He's a... Friggin' snowman. Okay. Which of these lines didn't come from Monty Python and the Holy Grail? We want dot 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 a shrubbery. It's just a flesh wound. Bring out your dead, or you killed my father. Prepare to die. You killed my father. Prepare okay. to die. Yes. Yeah, for Princess which of Bride. these movies did Leonardo DiCaprio win an Oscar for Best Actor? Titanic, The Revenant, Blood Diamond, or The Last King of Scotland? Oh, for her Revenant, I guess. Okay. In the Godfather series, where was Vito Corleone born? Athens. Corleone, Sicily, New York City, or Rome? Uh, New York City? I don't know. I never watched The Godfather. New York City. Okay. Yeah. Did Julia Roberts and Richard Gere star in any movies together other than Pretty Woman? Yeah. Um, there's that newspaper one. I can't remember it's called. Where is the Temple of Doom in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? India, South Africa, or sorry, South America, or China? Um, India. Okay. All right. How do you think you did? Amazingly well. Got 100%. Uh, you got 14 out of 15, mm-hmm. which is 93%. Yeah, and what ones one says I got wrong? You're 97% better than any. Oh, you got wrong. Uh, they tell me. The studio attendance? 
The cinema attendance? No, no. In the Godfather series, where was Vito Corleone born? Athens. No, it was New York City. I said New York City. No, sorry, it was Corleone, Sicily. That's not a real place. <laughs> All right, thank you for taking part. Why would he be named after Corleone? As always, you did So he was get... named Corleone? Yeah. No, the family name was Corleone. They... They own the place in Italy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Corleone. All right. Anyway, Aaron, as always, you failed to answer the questions of the quiz. Congratulations. Now on on to the next segment. How are you doing? Katie Hopkins' daughter's called India. Yes. Yeah, do you remember that time she complained about the Beckhams? Have you not seen the video? Freaking, your daughter's called India. I I post the video every time Katie Hopkins is trending. I post the video of that woman going like, oh, I don't like it when people call their children after some name because I think it's a bit tacky, like Brooklyn. It's like, isn't your daughter named India? Yes, but that's just a pretty name. (laughs) You fucking idiot. She doesn't believe anything she's saying. She's just trying to make money for being a lazy piece of shit. Mm. Just completely lazy piece of shit. Like, it's the laziest... I mean, it could be worse. Her daughter could have been named Random Field in the middle of um, Yorkshire. Well, no, that's where she was conceived. Yeah. Yeah, not like the other one that actually has a name behind Fender's Fist Fingers Factory. <laughs> I'm sorry, the smell of salmon upon breadcrumb just turned me fucking wild. No, she did like fucking outside, didn't she? Well, she was cheating on her husband as well at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, Anne, enough mm. about racist idiots in the UK. How are you doing? Um, yeah. Let's talk about some stuff. All right, we're just going to get on with views. Who's first this week? Venom 2. Yeah. Spider-Man cameo confirmed. Um, spoilers. It's, it's not really a spoiler because it's nothing to do with. I the haven't movie seen the, the film. Nor have I. I don't want spoilers. Uh, James Bond's out finally. Eighteen months. I always said he was like, you know, by that that way inclined. What well, was it? Was in one of the films? Doesn't he insinuate that he he has fucked men before? Probably. He knows. It was Inspector, wasn't it? Where the guy takes the guy with the teeth that he can take out of his face. You remember? Maybe. He goes, He goes. Mr. Bond, you don't seem nervous, considering it's your first time. And he goes, who said it was my first time? <laughs> That's the sound of him eating a sausage. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so Bond is finally out, there, and I couldn't get a ticket, couldn't get to any screenings. They're all booked out, because they're still following some COVID procedures, so they're still, like, leaving spaces between people. So, uh, yeah, like, literally all the screenings. The only one that I could get was this morning at 9 in the morning, and I didn't wake up in time, because it's Sunday, so fuck it. Well, that's your fault. I know. I did get a ticket, but obviously I've got Odeon Limitless, so it doesn't really fucking mean much. It's free. So, um, but yeah, I will be going to see it. I will review it at some point, probably next episode. You'll probably have seen it by then as well. And also we will have seen the masterpiece of Venom 2. Maybe if I've got money. I don't have money. Directed by Shandy Circus. Hand Shandy Circus. Hand Shandy Circus. Handy. Also, v- uh, VHS 94 is out in a couple of days. Do not give a shit. You don't? No. It's been eight years. No, it's not. It's been seven years since VHS Viral came out. I never saw it. You never, never saw, saw VHS. Any of them. Did you not see VHS they look, One? Not terrible. You didn't see VHS Two? No. You didn't see VHS Viral? No. <laughs> I actually quite like them, uh, but I like anthology you horror like bad, series. Yeah, you like bad films. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's probably true. Yeah. As we'll get into soon. Um, but yeah. All right. Uh, what else has happened? Nothing really. Fucking fuck all, isn't it? I got a copy of Metroid Dread for twenty six ninety nine. It doesn't been cancelled. Got five days until it arrives. Got a new running watch. Congrats. It's getting fixed by Garmin. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that's good. So why, why is that? Why are you, why are you wasting time with I don't know. I just wanted to chat to you. Oh, God. Is there anything coming out that you're excited about? No, because I can't afford any of it. So, you is know. Is it because you spent all your money on Transformers, Ad? I didn't spend all my money on Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> How much? I've spent £20 on Transformers. This month. Yeah, that's £20. 
<laughs> How much have you spent on like random crap off Amazon you don't need? I mean, I bought these drinks. Yeah, what's what's that drink you got? I'm drinking Bud Light Seltzer. Yeah, that sounds horrible. It it's only ninety five calories per can. Yeah. And it's only four percent and it's mostly water. Yeah. But what you do is you go for a jog and then you you eat a lot of protein and broccoli and then you drink a couple of these and you feel pretty good about your life for the whole of an hour. No. Yeah. Who's first this week? You are. Let me double check for you, bud. Well done on the quiz, by the way. It seemed very hard. <coughs> I can't believe you got the question about the Godfather. You never fucking shut up about the Godfather. I was right about the Godfather question. You never shut up about the Godfather. You already said, I love the Godfather. Yeah, it's you. You're going first. Review. Right. Do I have four things to review? Yes. Do I? Yes. Do you Stop this. So? Do you Stop really think this. I do? Stop teasing people. Stop teasing people. I see the Wii U's been plugged in, so you've definitely fucking played something on there. Yeah, not something new. Not it doesn't need to be new. I reviewed Dead Space 2 last week for my first review. <sighs> right. <clears throat> Let's start with a big one. I had something really special for the fuck, I can't remember. Anyway. Malignant. Anyway, I watched Malignant. <laughs> I thought that was going to be your last review because it's the most recent thing you've watched. Is it now? Oh, have you watched something else? Is it real? Do you think it's my most recent thing I've yeah. ever watched ever? Well, no, well, no, for this podcast. Let's no, get out of the way. Cause, right. So, Malignant's film of the year so far. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one second, one second. Say that clearer and in a way that, that gives it some gravity because you it's, just go, Malignant is a film of the year. <laughs> it's at least as good as Serenity starring Matthew McConaughey. The worst film ever. No, that film's fantastic. It's These not fantastic. Today. We will always argue about this fact. This is this is like you haven't this, watched it. This is like the Godzuki argument. He, he, every film involving Godzuki is dog shit because of his presence. Godzuki's not actually his name. You're making that up. Isn't it his name in the cartoon? No. No. I don't know. Anyway, but <laughs> it's a film. About a girl who's, um... <laughs> it's about a princess who <laughs> lives in a castle. She's got, like, people dying around her. And she's always... <laughs> seems to either witness it somehow. Or it's someone in the house and no one else came in. It's really suspicious. Can't figure out who's doing it. Um, and to say more would be spoilers. It's a spoiler. No, no, because everybody's seen no, it. Who's going to see no, it? Because no, it's out in the cinemas in the UK. No, people need to go in blind. They need to not have this ruined. Could you say that they almost need to walk backwards into this movie? Yes. <laughs> so anyway, so James Wan, he's been talking a lot about how this film's his like because he's got fuck you money now for his yeah, films. He's got so much fuck you money because he made um, Aquaman and Warner Brothers just like he did do whatever the hell you want, mate. Um, so he's been Do you talking know how much about this film cost probably a lot. Hundred million, really? Jeez, well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be the biggest budget horror movie ever made. It's like it's between seventy-five and a hundred million. I think is what yeah, they said. Yeah, it's a big budget. Anyway, so he's allowed to do what he feels like, and I'm very happy he does because, like, it proves that all his other films are bullshit. Because like, oh, it's like and all that bollocks, I can't get. Oh, that's rubbish. Um. You know, but he did Saw, didn't he? And Saw was good. Yeah, he wrote that with... uh, Oh, it was 40 million, sorry. Yeah. For some reason, on Red Letter Media, they said it was... They said it was 75. I don't know, they just make stuff up. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Um, So it's reported as 40 million, but then it's also said to be 25 million. But if it's close to the 40 million, then that probably means that it needs to make 80 million to break even. But anyway, so he's been describing this as his love up to um, Italian giallo horror. 
And it does have plenty of elements of that, but I'd say a closer description would be Sam Raimi and Troma films. Like, that would be more accurate description of what he's actually done. To me, it feels very much like a canon film that's less known about. Like a Charles Band Can style. Canon do remake films like this. Charles Band made really good freaking science fiction films, man. No, but they like... His Dark Castle made like Castle Freak and stuff yeah, like He that. made Robo jo- Robot Jocks. Yeah. But he made yeah. like Castle Freak, which feels very much like this. Yeah, it's more like it's it's more like Evil Dead and you drag me to hell and your friggin' your trauma movies mm. and all this sort of stuff. It's schlocky gore filled nonsense that like it telegraphs every plot point, but that's not the point. The point is is that and it it like like I mean one of the aspects that it does take from Giada Horror is it accidentally sort of forgets to fill in some plot points as well. Yeah. Um until the last minute. Just ones that you think, oh yeah, I should probably know that. Um, or end scenes at a really awkward time, like when her, um, he, she tells her sister that she's adopted and it just cuts to another scene and there's like a big dramatic scene and we were like, were we supposed to, was that supposed to be a major plot twist? Did did she not know she was adopted? Like, it just carries on. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoy the film. It's really nicely shot. It's really nicely put together. It's got, you know, the usual James Wan-style creative camera angles he likes to use. Um, it's fucking hilarious. It's like probably the funniest film I've watched in years. Maybe since, I don't know, South Park movie or Anchorman. Everyone liked them, didn't they? Um, and you know, if you want to see really nice gore effects, not, not super gory. A lot of people say it's really, 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 really gory. It's just gory enough. Yeah. There's a couple of standout gore moments, but it's mostly, you know, just fun. Just a fun time. Didn't her boyfriend look a bit like Dan Stevens at the start? I thought he looked more like Stellan Skarsgård. It could be one of them. Who knows? I mean, there's so many of them. You never know if they're going to be in the he film. Looked, he looked like a mix between the two. Or like a Joe Anderson. You remember, Have you seen the um, Crazies remake? No. No, he was the, no. He was the second lead in that. Um, no, it's a perfectly fun, enjoyable piece of nonsense. Like... People going into this approaching it is like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm no true cinema, and what's good, and you need a good plot, and just, just I'll tell you what, your comparison to the guest is probably the best comparison I've heard. It Did I compare very... it to the guest? I haven't seen the guest. Have you not seen the guest? No, I just said that the boyfriend looked like Dan Stevens. I thought you were talking about the guest for some reason. I'm no. going down, just start thinking about Dan Stevens and being handsome. No, but it's a, f- it's just fun nonsense. It is fun nonsense. It's. It reminds me most of Drag Me to Hell, <laughs> like just. Not because of the similarities, but because it's got that same... And Evil Dead. It's got that same... The horror moments make you laugh. And it's on purpose. No matter what people say. Loads of people go, did he mean to make a film? Like, yeah, he did. Absolutely. 100%. This film is intentionally funny. It's very much a film that almost feels like it was written in the 80s. It lo- feels like a love letter to those 80s horror movies that were pumped out in infinitum. And it just... It seems like the concept of something where someone doesn't consider too much the social changes that have happened since that decade because anyone that sees this and has anything like there are people that that may find the ideas behind it a little bit disturbing or a little bit a little bit um insensitive it's got one idea and it's the plot to basket case no it's not no it's (laughs) not no it's it i think that i can see there are being certain people that the premise itself seems insulting and like, and oh, maybe, but they don't yeah. care. Who cares? Like, they probably won't remember five minutes minute. after. No. they're missing that large chunk of their brain. They'll be looking <laughs> at the wrong side of the screen anyway. So there's like, 
it's just it's just a good fun time, man. Like people go, oh, he, made, he did he try to make a proper serious horror film and it just went wrong. The film starts off with uh, like B movie. It's like pure B movie. It starts like, off the, uh, the, the beginning. The, the doctor first... turns to the camera and says, "It's time to cut out the cancer." And the bit that made me laugh the most is later in the film. You see archive footage where she turns to the camera and says, "It's time to cut out the cancer," but it's a completely separate incident. And which means that she had that on her mind. She's like, "You know what I'm going to do when we get to the time we're going to cut this thing out. I'm going to I'm going to say it's time to cut out the cancer." They're all acting <laughs> like they know they're in a film. The first five minutes. So I described the first five minutes when I saw this and I spoke to you about this and you said yeah. you wanted to see it. I said that it's like the opening to Jurassic Park, and it is. <laughs> it is just like the opening to Jurassic Park. Where yeah, it's yeah. literally like. People Close being the thrown, bloody door! Yeah, people being thrown about and like the lights are flickering and it's, yeah, and it's Robert going Robert Moulton, we're going to get a Transformer figure based on this. Yeah, up. maybe. Actually, we've had Punch Counter Punch, that's <laughs> true. But, uh, <laughs> but as soon as that was over and it sinks into that that like domestic abuse scene, I thought, and, I, I, and mm. I'm sure other people that saw this thought, that that was like a movie within a movie because it felt like we were just jumping into like a scene that was in an already established... Because she comes home and she never mentions... Oh, you know, have you been looking for work and stuff like that? She's just like, oh, I just came back and he goes, couldn't you pay for this with all your money it's and stuff like that? It feels like drama, a comma. But it feels like drama written by a teenager, yeah, which it is feels like a, like, how it's perfect for this how movie. normally film writers write films within films. So I naturally thought that that was like a, a scene from a movie that we were going to then cut to someone watching a movie so. and being like, this is silly, and then something happening. The whole film's silly. But then, but then that's the actual film. And there's so many scenes where it does feel like they've cut out like emotional scenes or, or, or character building yeah, scenes. Yeah, because it gets in the way of the, all the fun and stuff. And it gets in the way of like. I like the bit when the woman falls through the ceiling and just lands on the floor. Yeah. She falls through a ceiling that's like four. You spend like an hour wondering who the hell is this woman anyway? And it yeah. reveals it right at the very end. And you're just like, oh, okay. But yeah. This is the thing. If you were to approach this. From a boring view where you're like, I need the character development and the plot to be perfect. We need the mise-en-scene to be top-notch and all this sort of stuff. Then you're never going to enjoy films. Get over yourself, you no, I think the problem with this for me was that I just feel like if this was all intentional, yeah, that middle 40 minutes wouldn't feel like such a slog. It didn't feel like a slog. I was laughing. Did you not? I was having a felt, laugh. It felt like it very much slowed down. And scenes where I wanted to see just a little bit more. I was watching, I was just like, oh, she's going to flick up behind him. Yeah. She goes, is there the TV's changing channel with the fuzzy? Yeah. <laughs> the fuzziness, like, like HDTVs and no Well, the phone be. does it as well, doesn't it? The <laughs> phone has static on it at one point. Yeah. And I was like, this yeah. can't be, Phones this has to be intentional. Doesn't that also happen in, um, what's the mobile Paranormal phone? The one with the mobile phone stuff that happened a few years ago. One Miss Call? Not one Miss Call. Wasn't it Slenderman one had it? Slenderman probably. I had can't it. remember. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Ouija. I can't remember. No. There was one of them where they had like mobile phones and stack and shit was going on. Yeah. But like, I liked it. I did like this film. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I'm watch it multiple times. I think that. I think now that I've bought a 4K copy, I'm probably going to watch it again. Yeah. Um. I I I did buy it because it was like it was six dollars on a website that I got. When are we going to get? Annabelle versus <laughs> Annabelle versus Malignant. Yeah, Malignant. <laughs> Don't give it his name. What's well, his name? She, she can't turn her back, no. so she'll never be able to run around the scene because yeah. she's never got her back to her. But yeah, Malignant versus Hereditary. Let's do a crossover. Oh no! Don't don't besmirch Hereditary with us. It's a bit like um, this. Feels very much like an Empty Man. Did you watch the Empty Man in the end? What? 
The Empty Man, the yeah. James Badge Dale. That was like a really, really decent horror movie that no one saw because it was two and a half hours long. And it, it sort of starts with a horror movie that's pretty well shot. And then it goes into this psychological horror movie that's linked to that. And it's just, it was long and people just didn't get it. And then it was cut to an hour and a half and released in cinemas and test audiences hated it. So it was pushed back and in, put into fucking the vault. And then a year later, the full version was released just because they needed to recoup losses before the, the Disney sale. And it was released and some people fucking love it and some people hate it. It's on, it's on Disney Plus now. So you'd really like it. And it is a really fucking strong horror movie, but it's like this where it just, it's all purposeful. But I don't want a strong horror movie. No, no, I don't want no, a horror no, movie that makes me laugh. It's like this. It's all purposeful. And there are scenes where it's just fucking weird. Like, there's a scene where the guy's, like, driving up to this cult. And he sees all these cult people. And they're just walking along singing. And, he's, and, like, he pulls his car up. And he's, like, just about to get out of the car. And he sees these people walk past. And he just goes, nope. Takes it out of park. And then just drives off. And that's that whole plot line's just dropped. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to go anywhere near the fucking cult. He's like, nah, fuck that, mate. And then it's just like he has to discover the horizon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're out of here. We're out of here. Or like Candyman, which in Candyman there's a scene, the new one, where she opens this basement door and she looks down and it's completely pitch black. And she just closes the door and goes, Nope. <laughs> Smart. But yeah. The, the malignant. I think we both liked it for different reasons. I like it because, yeah, I like the ending. You like the deep storyline. No, I like I like the first five Strong minutes. Characters. Really Did you recognise the um little sister? No. Do you remember? Do you remember what she was in? She was in God Bless America. She was the young girl in God Bless America. I never saw God Bless America. You never saw God Bless America. Bobcat Goldthwait's awesome. Where's film. the fat guy and the young girl? The yeah, Bless America. Yeah, yeah they go around it. shooting people. Yeah, right I never watched face. it. That's that's a fun film. Yeah, she looks a lot like the woman who played um, what's her name in uh, Jessica Jones, the cat. Cat? No, that's um. She's in something else from yeah, years ago. Yeah, they looked a bit like her. I can never remember her name. Um, but yeah, like, Malignant, I liked it. I, I think you liked it a lot. <laughs> it probably will be genuinely your film of the year. I'd say, like, it is, it's like... What kind of person would pick a film like Malignant as their film of the year? Would it maybe be the sort of person who, who still maintains that Serenity's the best Jay film? Jay Bauman. 2020. Jay Bauman. Yeah. Jay's going to probably pick it as the film of the year. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like it is. Serenity it's, came out last year. I know. Don't. <laughs> it, well, it was wasn't it made in like 2018? It came out. It, like, no, it, it, it was sat on shelves for years. Yeah, because yeah, it was like, Cans. Cans. It was released yeah, in 2018, and then it was released. That. Yeah. All right. From well, the same from the director of Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> the Legend Stephen, of John Legs. No, no, no. No. Okay. Good. No. <laughs> Stephen D'Souza. Isn't it? Or Stephen Denight? Yeah, Denight. I think Denight. Yeah, Dinesh D'Souza is that fucking stupid prick in America oh yeah, yeah, yeah dumb fuck um, I can't remember what my four things were to review this week anyway you've so. just got rid of Malignant and that's like yeah. that's, your, that's, that's your queen down that was that's my old star that's done off the board well I had to do it before you viewed it well I was gonna I was gonna let you review it because oh. I've got different things to review this week specifically so that I didn't review the same things as am you. I gonna have to review my um, three inch tall sound wave figure euphemism to your penis get more elaborate <laughs> all right um, I'm more gonna... like a euphemism. I'm really good. I'm gonna review. Just... I'm gonna review a movie because it's October. I'm gonna review oh, that's some spooky novel. stuff. Well, I just reviewed the spooky stuff. You reviewed a comedy film. Um, I I watched a film. Um, Amazon have teamed up with Blumhouse to make a bunch <laughs> of movies. 
you spoke about Blumhouse film just now, didn't you? Was Bum, it Blum- Bumhouse more? Like. Was it Blumhouse that did Malignant? No, it's Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it. yeah. Um, all right, so I uh, I watched Black as Night. It's a Blumhouse film that's been made for Amazon specifically. Now it's not like something Amazon had purchased off a shelf. Um, Blumhouse they're making movies for Shudder. Yeah, they are. But they're they terrible. They're making. Aren't they doing Creep Show for Shudder? Yeah, but they did a whole bunch of films for Shudder. Did they? Yeah, they did one where there's a guy who's got like a weird obsession with like some cartoon. Oh no 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 no! The, those yeah. weren't those done for uh, Amazon. No, they're, they're done on Shudder. Are they? There's like oh. the whole bunch of them. Yeah, there's like two series of that. I think there was one that was another rip off of um, Five Nights at Freddy's thing as well. So I can't. Yeah. There's all sorts. Anyway, um, well, this has been made specifically for Amazon, so it's got a slightly higher budget than some of the stuff that Blumhouse do for direct streaming services. There's been there are two films that they've released um, this week. I've only watched one of them. One's called Bingo Nine. It's about old ladies fighting demons that start getting their souls through making them gamble and play bingo, um, which is not the one I watched. I watched Black as Night, which is about a bunch of um, teens growing up in a project adjacent area who are um, who suddenly find that gentrification isn't the only thing that's invaded their territory. It is also vampires. Oh, I thought you were going to say black people. No, there's already a lot of black people and people. Like a Monty Python sketch with the two black dots moving next door, and you hear the logo. Oh, she yeah, moved in next door. Black as night they were. The whole town's going to fall apart, and the whole town crumbles. <laughs> Just. I thought you were going to talk about the wise kids you know sketch where they go where they um, they have a scene where it's just a guy and he goes mum I don't care anymore I'm hanging out with street youths and it's and he's standing next to a black guy and then it cuts to a behind the scenes shot and he goes just so you know no one was in danger during this sketch the way we did it they've got green screen of the white guy and then digitally place him in the shot with a black dude. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so basically Black as Night is, um, yeah, this young woman, she's about 17, um, and she has a mother who, um, became addicted to, to, um, drugs following Katrina. She basically had what, it's insinuated that she had like a PTSD style breakdown, um, sought out any sort of, any sort of substance that would sort of help her get through. She found drugs and then just sort of bombed out and moved into what they call the Umbra, which is a project, uh, a project building. So it's an old, Old one of those cheap housing projects. Umbra means black. It does, it does, and it's in New Orleans, which is a really cool setting for something like this because obviously New Orleans had a lot of slavery going on. Do you know what else was set in New Orleans? What really prominently set in New Orleans? What um, X Men Origins Wolverine. <sighs> anyway. So um so these teens essentially get together and they fight vampires. And at first, like yeah, yeah, a group of teens get together and fight vampires. Her mum. the vampires come into it. So, so this is how it works. So, After Hurricane Katrina. Keith David's in it. Um, <laughs> and they were like, we're going to tie this to Hurricane Katrina. No, 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 no. Okay, so let me explain. Here's vampires. Let me, let me, or is let me, Katrina just a person? Let me just, let me just, we'll go back. I'll explain. So, um, a young woman, her mother, has become addicted to drugs in the modern day. This is following her mum's PTSD after Katrina. So basically the effects of that storm and how it affected the community deeply affected her mother in a way that meant that she had a nervous Very breakdown. Very serious Yeah, stuff. like, it was... It, it, it's really serious stuff. And it's not treated lightly, although, interestingly, the characters in this, because they're generations removed from that at this point, I mean, it was, what, 15, 20 years ago that Katrina happened? They speak of it almost like uh, like they would speak of 9-11. It's almost like something that is so entirely in the past to them, they don't relate to the tragedy of people that are still dealing with that issue. And a lot of the a lot of the building up and things like that I mentioned to have been 
sort of a knock-on effect of Katrina. So the areas that got destroyed got bought up, built up, and then gentrified. And then they fight vampires. Listen, I'm getting to that. So the mother is addicted to drugs, so the young girl goes and visits her mum, and she basically offers her, like, little bits of money here and there and, like, helps her out with things and tries to just find out when her mum's going to be ready to move back in with the family because the dad isn't moving on. He's still, you know, waiting for the family to come back together. He's giving the mum space and giving her a place where she can sort of... She can um, get over this, but at the same time, the support structures aren't there. She's also still indulging in drugs, or at least it's insinuated that she is. So really, for all intents and purposes, the relationship's broken, but the idea of her being so close and the possibility of bringing her back, the dad doesn't want to cut that off for fear of that being like the total destruction of this person. So this family unit is completely shattered by that person's addiction. Around this time, a character is introduced who is a vampire. And what he is doing is he is taking those people that have forgotten, that may have families, that may be disconnected from those families, and turning them into vampires. The idea being that he is going to build an army of vampires and take back the New Orleans area. Right? See, now you're saying this out loud. Do you start to think maybe... It's really fucking stupid. But don't worry. Don't worry. I'm going to get to it. So these kids are basically just trying to find out who's creating the vampires and get revenge because at one point... Probably a vampire. Yeah. At one point, the mum, who has, since this, since the beginning, since we're introduced to her, been bitten by a vampire, she, she kills herself by jumping out the window because she doesn't want to hurt her daughter. So she's trying to fight back against a vampire girl, just jumps out the window, immediately catches fire and dies. So the girl is like, I need to take my grief out on someone. I'm going to find out what's going on and what's happening to these people. So she starts following the threads and starts trying to find out what's going on, who's been making these people into vampires, what's going on with the group and why it's happening. And then, yeah, vampires, mate. It turns out that black vampires can go out in the sun, some of them, after, like, time because of melanin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Who wrote this film? (laughs) White people. <laughs> Is it the same guy who wrote Green Book or something? Maybe. maybe, maybe. Yeah. Wasn't that one of the Wasn't that one of the Farrellys? Yeah, it's um, it's got a song by um, it's got song by um, by Morrissey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically they fight back about. <laughs> see now you see you see <laughs> yeah. You see? I would just film at two in the morning, and you see you t- hesitant about the whole. I like the vampire. It'll be, it'll be like, you know, telling the story about a mother who's got cancer and the, the <laughs> trouble with the children, but yeah. then one day, like- the children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> but then they bring home a, t- a doll from the ta- from the shop. One second. From Chucky. Oh, God. Um, Did we say it's called Black as Night? Yeah, yeah. What I'm going to do is, to to try and make this make a little bit more sense... A teenage girl with self-esteem issues finds confidence in the most unlikely way by spending her summer battling vampires that prey on New Orleans disenfranchised with the help of her best friend, the boy she's always pining for, and a peculiar rich girl. And it's made by Marit Ligot, who is a Chinese woman. But yeah, so um, so some interesting stuff about this. So like, I have watched a fuck ton of vampire movies in my time. Like, I've even this isn't even the only vampire thing I've watched this week. Um, And it's and it's kind of one of those. It's one of those situations where there is stuff about this I genuinely enjoyed, um, and there's stuff about this that I didn't really think about ever before in a vampire movie context, or stuff that like 
um, that socially that I never thought about. Like there is a scene where she's talking about Creole girls who are like the the like French Cajun style girls that live in the area and how they're lighter skinned and like and it's this weird identity thing with this girl who is who is black trying to deal with the fact that she's black but she's disenfranchised even from other black people because there's all these segmented societal structures in New Orleans. And the whole, the whole intro to that is the fact she has a crush on a boy who mostly dates Creole girls that are lighter skinned. And there's like, even like, at one point they go to a shop just to buy clothes so they can pretend to be hoes to get into this vampiric prince's house. Yes, I know hoes. <laughs> right? And there's a moment where she picks up an actual skin lightening cream, which is something that I'd never considered being something that exists in the world. It exists. But obviously can... like, that is a thing that exists. And yeah. society-wise, like, I've never thought about people wanting to lighten their skin. But then, obviously, there is a whole structure of that. A very public person has done that in the past. And I never thought that there would be a cosmetic industry for something like that. So it's really weird watching a film that's about teenagers fighting vampires in New Orleans and learning things. <laughs> so you say all these black vampires are daywalkers? Some of them are daywalkers, yeah. There's, like, ancient mm. vampires, basically, that say they're, like, 800 years old, and they they mention that, like, eating people isn't something they do anymore. They have, like, ways around the thirst for blood because they can feed off animals and shit like that. And really, the only people that do it are people that harbour, like, a sincere hate for humans. Um, the reason that the main guy has a hatred for humans is because he was a slave back in the day and was, basically, instead of being freed, he was bitten by a vampire, and then he freed himself by killing his owners and... And he he became a slave to another cause, the need for blood. No, he became the slave owner. Oh. He started enslaving other humans in his fight. Um, but yeah, like it's it's a really weird film that I kind of enjoyed a lot when I was watching it. Um, but yeah, it is complete nonsense. And I think watching movies at two in the morning and then trying to review them on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Deliriously Maybe it's happy. really good. What rating has it got? On it's like three point five out of ten. Oh, has it? Yeah, it's Isn't not great. It's got? Yeah, it's not great. But I, I did enjoy it. I genuinely enjoyed it. Um, I think the all the actors are good. Everyone plays their part right. Everybody has little storylines and beats. Um, one character, the guy that she's got a crush on, the reason that he was in the Umbro and the reason that she's seen him about in that area is that his brother is also um, struggling with drug addiction. And so he... Um, Do you know what's got more than 3.5 on What? Malignant. Malignant. Yeah, what's it got, 4.5? 6.3. Oh, shut up. <laughs> That's way too high. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's genuinely one of those films that I just, I liked, I got Malignant. into it. There are some really interesting little vampire, like, the vampires themselves, when they get staked, they get staked, they let out this ear pit, like, this ear eardrum snapping screech, and then they, like, for a second, they're just absolutely fine. So every time someone gets staked, they're like, ah! and then they stop. And then like for a really awkward second, they're like, oh, and then they explode into dust. So, like, so well, every, every single one, yeah, every time someone gets staked, they get staked, they scream, and then they all just sort of look at each other. Like there are three guys that get staked at once at one point and they all scream and they all look at each other like, is it long enough for then, um, someone to go awkward? No, oh. no, no one ever does. No, no. But um, but yeah, like it's really. I enjoyed it. Like, oh, I said. look like you shoved your wood in me. Phrasing. It's not Archer. Well, um, but yeah, I'm not I enjoyed doing phrasing it. anymore. No, 
No, we're not doing phrasing anymore. Have no. you watched the newer series of Archer? No, I've not watched Archer for years. Oh, okay. um, but yeah, like I, I enjoyed it. Um, it's, you know, it's not going to be an Oscar winning film. And it's also not designed to be. It is meant to be Halloween fodder. And I might catch up on Bingo Night, but in all honesty, like that looks so dog shit. Not even I can get through it. But we'll see. We'll see. Bingo um, Night. Yeah, I might get drunk. That's the other one they've made for Amazon. Oh. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, yeah. Black as Night, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm going to give it a... Oh, I'm going to give it a Scott... Orson Scott Card. I was going to call it a Scott Card. Scott Adkins. Scott Card. I'm going to give it a Scott Card. There you go. Your review, Ant. I'm trying to remember what else I've done. Right. <sighs> Castlevania. I've that. Uh, I, watched, I watched Free Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? It's fine. Passable. Yeah? Um... It's a film about a man. He's got weird, like there's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. There's people. He's, he's in a video game. It's the story of an asexual. <laughs> he's not asexual. He has no sexual desires other than kissing. Yes, yeah, I mean he's figured it out. It's, it's not a sexual desire, is it? Yes. Yeah, no, it's not. It's uh, not a sexual desire if you can do it to your nan. <laughs> anyway. He lives a pretty crazy life in a video game world. Doesn't yeah. know he's in a video game, but he starts to want to do things. Sweet, sweet breaking his programming, and then um, Jodie Comer like is in there, yeah. and she's trying to find some secret to prove that the boss stole their code. That when they he did he buy so he their game? he bought their studio, and then he said because um, she didn't want to sell, but her partner did. Yeah, she kept so, the game rights. Or so she kept it? the rights to the code. He just bought the studio so that they had to shut down. Yeah. But then he absorbed that code into Free City. Yeah, yeah, I got that. I just I was wasn't sure like whether the game was meant to release. I can't remember. But anyway, so they're trying to find out the stuff, and then she works with three guys. Games guys goes Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. It's fine. Um, it's a decent enough comedy. It's got it's you know got nice. It's got jokes. Yeah, which is a rarity. Um. That clip that keeps going around that they love to keep sharing, going, oh my god, I can't believe people whooping and hollering at this bit with all the, you know, the references. Oh, I enjoyed stuff. that. I didn't. I thought it was terrible. But really? it's one scene in the film. The, the oh. film isn't, it gives people the impression, because that, that clip keeps getting shared around, this is going to be insufferable, like um, oh, freaking yeah, 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 yeah. Ready Player One. But it really, it doesn't reference games in the slightest. In fact, no. the one thing that really distracts from the film is when it keeps cutting to streamers in certain That's scenes. what I said when I reviewed it. I hated yeah, that. You never reviewed it. But um, you could have, I mean, if it's if it's cut to other actors, just actors yeah. playing streamers, fine. But when it cuts to freaking Jacksepticeye and Pokemane and freaking Ninja, and there's probably some others that I don't recognise. I only recognise them because... Oh, I forgot Ninja the pedo's in it. Yeah, you don't know he is a pedo. Sorry. Ninja the potential pedo. He's asexual. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he complained when his wife bought him a sandwich when without wearing her bra. She's wearing a t-shirt. I don't really... So distracted. Because he's a teenager. I don't really understand. Anyway. He's older than us. No, he's not. He's older than me. No, he's not. He's like 20-something. He's like 30-something. No, he's not. Told you this before. Anyway... It's a fun enough film. It's entertaining. It's got, you know, fun stuff. They must have spent a lot of money on it. They spend a lot of money on comedies nowadays, don't mm. they? It's getting silly. What happened to mid-level film, budget budget films? I suppose we've got Malignant and then... It's not mid, but mid-budget, is it? It's 40 mil. 40 mil's mid-budget nowadays. No, nah, 20 mil's on mid-budget. No, nah, not nowadays. 
Mm. Not nowadays, no. I, I enjoyed it as well. Like I said, it was it's a film that is overwhelmingly positive. That's kind of the thing that's weird about it, is that like it's all positive. I like when Wentworth Miller was in it for a bit. Was he? Yeah, Wentworth Miller's the... Um, no, the that's show. not Wentworth Miller. That's Wentworth Miller. That's not Wentworth Miller. That is Wentworth Miller. That is Wentworth Miller. No, it's not. I've decided it is. No, just Google it. See who that is. Who is it? It's Channing Tatum. No, I don't like Channing Tatum. <laughs> it's Channing Tatum. So it's Wentworth Miller. It's Channing Take Yum, as they say in This Is The End. He looks like Leonard Snart. Yeah, he does, yeah. But so it's, it's Channing Tatum. So it's William... No, it's Channing Tatum. Miller. It's Channing Tatum. But anyway, film. Yeah. It happens. Surprisingly decent fight scenes in a couple of couple of sections of it. Fight scenes. But anyway, it, yeah, I like it. It's, it's got a strong... Like, it's got themes. Mm. That's a rare thing. Did it's got character s- development. That's a rare which, thing which nowadays. Which did you find? I didn't care about fucking cameos. Hugh I didn't Jackman's give a in shit. It? You don't see them. It's just their voice. And the rock. Like, it's just their voice. No yeah. one cares about that. It's just. And people don't know this, but his best friend is actually played by Kevin Jane. Kevin, not you. <laughs> Kevin, what's his face? What's the name of the short Kevin guy? Who's always Kevin Hart. What? That was a joke. His friend's not Kevin Hart. No, I know that That's was the joke. That's incredibly racist. No, I know that was the joke. That was the joke. The joke was that you were being racist. No, no, no. Yeah. The joke was that that was actually Kevin Hart playing his friend. How's that a joke? Well, you know. If The Rock had a small person running around with him, then maybe. <laughs> the hobbling around near Why him. Why aren't you making this film? But, um, you made me laugh more than the film did. Yeah, no. it's, it's a solid enough film. There's like, it doesn't do anything to think. Like, films are getting better at like representing video game stuff nowadays. He does play his best friend. He does play his best friend. It's that guy that is, was he's in. in. He's in Get Out. He's the what, isn't he? Is he in Get Out? Is it the same guy? Because I thought the the friend in Get Out was played by the guy who played Umbaku in uh, Black Panther. I am, yeah. Thingy, thingy. I can't remember because I only watched watched it two days ago. No, it's like, it's that, uh, what's his name? It's the really loud guy, isn't it? I don't know what's happening, but I'm loving it. He's yeah, he is in Get Out. I was right. He was Rod in Get Out. Oh, he is him? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I told you I was right. You see, I'm not yeah. a racist. He was also in Angry Birds. What? Angry Birds 2. Oh, he's in Tag. Yeah, he's in Tag. That classic movie. I watched Vacation Friends. He's in Space Jam 2. Don't watch, don't watch Vacation Friends. I haven't watched Space Jam 2. Yeah, don't watch Space Jam 2 either. I reviewed Space Jam 2, didn't I? Probably, yeah. Yeah. No. But yeah, no, Free Guy, it's all right. Oh, is that your review? Yeah. No, oh, okay. No, um, I, I, see, I didn't, that scene that everybody's going crazy for, I actually, I didn't mind that just because they weren't throwing illusions that everyone... But I heard you clapping. You were clapping so much, you clapped when it happened. Yeah. You clapped that was, when you that saw That was it. my reaction on all those <laughs> yeah. YouTube videos. That's yeah. me going, I know a thing that, that, that he's doing. Yeah. Um, is that a lightsaber? Like, they say that like five times. Yeah, I know. Um, Especially the, my, one of the emotional peaks of the film. <laughs> no, I know, but it's just a Captain America shield <laughs> and Hulk hands. <laughs> It'd be better if they were just those shit plastic Hulk hands. Yeah, yeah, but they were probably in Fortnite. That, that that bit does feel like something that was added on to. Yeah, absolutely. Do the Disney? Yeah, thing. I liked it though. So I imagine this film was like probably in development when the Disney merger. bought Fox, wasn't it? Yeah, and they were like, "Well, how are we going to make sure Disney don't shut us down like all the other films?" 
let's put some Star Wars in it. Some Star Wars. And some Marvels. Yeah. And stuff, even though it doesn't fit anywhere else in the film, because the rest of the film, there's no references to... There's not even like thing. the weird thing is that there's not even like guns from Fortnite and stuff like that in other yeah. parts. Of it the... could have ended up being like Wreck It Ralph and just being a whole yeah, bunch just of throw it all fucking in. Yeah, but it's on the hedgehog. This guy's got a Mario skin. He's played by fucking Chris Pratt. <laughs> Chris we didn't talk about the Mario casting. Chris Pratt is Mario. <laughs> Charlie Day as Luigi is quite good. We've got to find out what the spaghetti policy is. <laughs> I like Charlie Day's Luigi, and I just... How did they not put Danny DeVito as Mario? Danny DeVito is Wario. You reckon? Yeah, Danny DeVito is Wario. Yeah, that's not bad, actually. 100%. Maybe Jason Sudeikis... <laughs> they walk up could... to Peach, and you'll be like, sorry, I just dropped my <laughs> Trojan condoms on foot <laughs> for my magnum Mario. dong. Mario, why have you got mirrors on your shoes? <laughs> why could you just step a little bit to the left? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dr. Tobogin. <laughs> Come on, Luigi, we're going to play Nightcrawlers. You love playing Nightcrawlers. <laughs> and then I took out my gun. <laughs> and started shooting. And started shooting. <laughs> we're going to get the McPoyles to play the Bowser kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mario, do you want a glass of milk? <laughs> Room temperature milk, that's all they drink. That's what you drink all the time. <laughs> you keep leaving your soy milk out. Yeah, but I'm having coffee. It's <coughs> gross. Anyway, Free Guy's perfectly fine. It's like, it's one of those films I'm probably not going to think about too much. I'm just going to forget years to come. But it's, perfectly watchable. It's definitely Deadpool and video games, the movie. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice if Ryan Reynolds played characters that weren't him every now and again. Do you... Do you like, remember... He did Buried. He was good. That he was, was good. good. Buried? Yeah. Um, do you remember when he was in that um, famous movie, R.I.P.D.? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. It's not bad. It's not very good. It's not terrible. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's definitely... It's the best version of Ghostbusters with Men in Black mixed in. What the hell were they thinking? It was just Men in Black. <laughs> it was just... When it was like Ghostbusters. Literally, no, they were busting ghosts. Yeah, but it was Men in Black. Well, yeah. It was straight up Men in Black. Like, it's, What were they thinking, though? Men in Black was good. Well, Men in Black 1 and 3 are good. What was the sequel going to be to that? R.I.P.D.T., <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's... Why does that sound like a sex movie involving pissing? <laughs> I mean, maybe you and your perverted brain... Maybe. Maybe. Maybe I'm just not running on 100% today. Anyway, uh, is that your review, Anne, of Free Guy? I guess. You know, it's funny it's called Free Guy, because it's now free on Disney+. Plus. How much is Disney Plus a month, Anne, and how many hours of entertainment does that equate? Seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine, and you get the entire back catalogue for not only Disney, but Marvel, Star Wars, and also National Geographic. And... Are we sponsored by Disney? <laughs> We were, paid, we were paid by Disney, weren't we, to say all the Marvel films were good, weren't we? Shut up! Shut up! We've also got to say that all the Dis- DC films are bad. Yes. Yeah. We have to say that. But not the, Dis- the not the ones based on like, Image Comics, though, so we no, can... No, no. We can talk about how much we like um, Bloodshot. Is that Image Comics? No, that wasn't Image Comics. Oh, that was Variant. Variant. Bloodshot, so good. Such a good film. You like, know the interesting thing about Bloodshot? 
Bloodshot right now is coming to Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is available for only. I watched the scene where he's getting shot at and he picks up a grenade or some shit and blows up in front of the bad Have you seen the scene where that he. That made me laugh. Have you seen the one where he uses his nanites to strip a grenade down to just. Yeah, that's it. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. And then he fires it at Guy Pierce. Yeah. And he says, I fucking hate And I watched Iron that Man scene 3. and I went, Guy Pierce is in this. <laughs> Do you know what's a solid film that people maligned at the time? Yeah. Uh, the Time Machine, Guy Pierce. That's a terrible movie. It's a fun film. Have you watched that? It's a fun when film. When was the last time you watched it? It's weird, it's fun. When was the last time you watched it? It's got Samantha Mumba. When was the last time you when watched it? Samantha Mumba. Years ago. Yeah, you watch it now, it's bad. No, that's good. And also, Samantha Mumba's best film, and everybody knows this, was the classic zombie film in Ireland called Boy Eats Girl, in which a kid kills himself by hanging accidentally whilst trying to masturbate. Comes back from the dead and then has to fight a vicious snake that's causing zombies and save Samantha Mumba. Uh, I would fight a vicious snake to save Samantha Mumba. Actually, someone in that's really famous now. I can't remember who it was. Samantha Mumba. <laughs> yes, the famous singer Samantha Mumba. What song did she sing? I don't fucking know. Wasn't she in Cleopatra or something? I don't know. Cleopatra! Coming at you! No, she was in like a, she was in a, a film about music and making music. And it was very famous, and I. She works in like a. Oh, she did a soundtrack on Evolution. She did a song for Evolution. Do you remember that film? That was a good film. That was a. I that mean, was a have you watched it recently? You should go. Yeah, I've, I have watched it's it recently, and although it's quite sexist, there's some good scenes regardless. A lot of shampoo. She's in a film called Casting Playing Herself. That's the one, and, and she's, she's in a film called Home playing a character called Samantha. No, 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 no. That's always. That. And she's in a film called Stay in the Middle, playing a character called Samantha. No, it's not that one. It's always a good sign. No, it's like a, it's like a one of those dance movies, but uh, she's like, she's... Uh, Nailed. Once Upon a Time in Dublin, Cross. Nah. Nah. No, no, I, I think it like must be She was in a film, basically, where she... Well, actually, it might have been another person. Was it Vanessa Hudgens? It might have been Vanessa Hudgens. I get this too mixed up. Are you looking at the credit the cast of Boy Eats Girl? Yeah. Who was it that was really famous that's in it? No, people are in it, though. There's quite a few people in it. Yeah. Yeah. But there's someone who's very of, famous who's in it. Bunch of old people. Dom, Domino Gleeson. There you it. go. That's who's in it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he plays one of the hapless friends. It's a really good film. Uh, for the budget and, like, what it is. It's really fun. Um, all right, anyway. So, my, is it my second Didn't review? Did I review Vast the Night last time? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is it my second review? Um, I think it's my second review. What did you review before? Yeah, it's your second review. Yeah, yeah I reviewed Black as Night. You did free. Okay, cool. My second review is Death's Door for the Xbox Series S slash X and Xbox One X and PC. It's not out on anything else, I don't think. Uh, basically, it's Zelda, but it's it's a different plotline to Zelda, uh, but it's very similar to Zelda. I hope so. They'd get in trouble if they just... So you play a crow who is a reaper, and your job is to reap souls for... For, like, this bank, basically. And you find out that there is a door that can be opened if you get these free immortal souls. So they're these beings that will not die. So you have to go and kill them, claim their souls, and then you can open the door. And the door itself leads to some mystery place, which I'm assuming is the final boss. I haven't got there yet. Um, but yeah, so it's top down, slightly, so it's like isometric. Yeah. Yeah, so you know it's like a sort of slanted down view. So not like Zelda. Well, it's... Hear me out. So although it looks different to Zelda, it plays very similar to a 2D Zelda game. So it's really simplistic controls. You've got 
You've got a roll. So this is almost like the Minish Cap Zelda. Or, or I guess Link to the Past. It's that sort of, you've got a dodge, you've got a sword swing, and then you've got like a bow, and then you've got a slightly stronger attack if you like hold down a button. And you, you have to try and get through the levels and you can plant seeds to heal yourself at different junctures. You don't have healing items like you do in Zelda, but you can plant seeds and basically those seeds will give you a full life bar if you take a few hits. You start mm. with just four hits and you can play through the whole game without getting any more or you can find secret areas where you can get additional hits by that. claiming crystals. Don't. In Zelda, yeah. if you're clever. A bit like Zelda. Um, and it's it's a really, really good game. It's really solid. It looks nice. There's no slowdown despite there sometimes being a lot of enemies on screen. There's some really cool styled enemies on here as well so instead of the blobs you've got these um you've got like these weird mud monsters that are like made out of rubbish and shit that comes out of these tubes yeah. and they have instead of being like because you know in zelda like they have the attacks where they're just like they just get bigger and bigger and they jump on you and you're stuck in it and you lose a heart these things they have this attack where they charge up and they indicate this by having little red patches on their skin and they shoot at these like boiling hot rods that you have to avoid and then you can slice them in all directions so it's not a penis ant it's all in direct like multiple penises flying out um but yeah like (laughs) the game itself is just so solid and so easy to play and it it harkens back to those old zelda games it so much feels like those older style zelda games and i'm really fucking enjoying it um i i don't know how nintendo have made something like this already you're gonna say older style zelda games like twilight princess aren't you no you friggin child you kids today no no like like oh really old games like i've just said the minish cap minish and link minish cap minish caps like came out after twilight princess 2001 it's not that old it is fuck off is it minish cap it can't be because it was um it was after gamecube because it's a sequel to the wind waker this has got to be like 2004, 2005 at least. Oh, okay. But like, it, it, like I say, it plays like those Capcom, those Capcom Oracle Seasons games as well. And like, yeah, it just, it feels like, it feels like a natural evolution to those style 2D Zelda games. And it's weird that they haven't made something like this. Cause I mean, even like, um, Link's Awakening on the, on the Switch, where they had essentially remade the game entirely as like that toy version. We like everything looking like clay figures and looking like a toy box, basically. Hmm. Uh, this we did get another two D Zelda. Which one? Cadence of Hyrule. That wasn't made by them, though. No, it's Nintendo. It was game. made by the Crypto Necrodancer people. Yeah, but most of the Zelda games, a lot of the two D Zelda games, were made by Capcom. I think it's Awakening wasn't. No, but the two Oracle of Seasons games were. Minish Cap was. Well, you got Link's Awakening. And then you got Link's Awakening DX. And then you got Link's Awakening Switch. So 50% of them are made by Nintendo. Link's Awakening. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a really solid game. And it's really... I think it's only like £15 on, on Xbox. And it's really worth it. It's a lot of game in there for that price. Um, I know that some people probably aren't going to like this. Because it does feel like it hits that certain nostalgia beat a lot. But overall, just such a solid package. It's like, I'm really fucking enjoying it. It's For some reason, I've just... I guess I've just been craving a game like this that is just, it's simple, they've got a goal, they knew what they wanted to make, and they just made it. And I'm, I, I think that I'm putting a lot into that just because I needed something. Well, traditionally, it's a very bad idea to start making a game and just freestyle jazz. No, 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 not freestyle jazz, but you know, like when you play a game and it's something that should be simple and then it suddenly explodes into a, a lot of people have been talking about Deathloop again this week. I know I reviewed it last time. 
But a lot of people have been talking about the fact that, like... I remember the other game, I do, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are talking about the fact that the game starts out as being, like, being like, here's how you jump, and here's how you run. And they're all traditional shooter controls. But what it doesn't tell you in the first, like, little bit is, you need 14 titetrium to create. And it's, like, sort of like, you didn't need to tell me the first bit, but if you'd warned me about the second bit at some point, instead of just, you know... You could have done the training for the new stuff rather than doing training for the stuff that everybody already knows. Yeah, what you don't know is that the main character um, has only just got the use of his legs back and he doesn't know how to jump. That. Yeah. That surprisingly leads into my next review. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying You're gonna this. You're going to review disabled kids. <laughs> I'm going to review, yes. Just disabled people. Losing beat. the ability yeah. to walk. Um, no, yeah. I, Death Stories. Incre- Not a fan. It's <laughs> zero out of ten. Uh, Death Story is it's such a solid game. It's really, really great, and I'm I'm going to give it to Tom Atkins. But I'm going to say that you know, for anyone who who is maybe a bit unsure if this might be for them, I would say um, have a quick look at a couple of videos online because they will tell you everything you need to know about how this game looks and plays. Because you can you can sort of just see in the way that the way that it's presented how it's going to play. You get a really good sense of what type of game it is from looking at people. Even just a trailer will give you an idea of whether or not you're probably going to like this game. All right, and your review. I'm doing the whole. Yeah, I can see it. It's dead. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> um, I played Astro's Playroom. Yeah, you did. You completed it. Didn't I completed you? it. It's quite a short game. Yeah, it is. Not very long. It's fine. I mean, it's free, isn't it? It's, it's like what, free game. Four it's hours, free five game. hours. Free game. Yeah, about that. Yeah, did you 100% it? Nah. Did you do any speedruns? No, 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 I just finished the game. That's all okay. it is. I mean, that's all I need to do, really. Yeah, you know. Just collect some stuff, yeah. get some, um, what are they called? Uh, the arc, arc, uh, oh, the artifacts. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Astro's Playroom, it's a little game player robot, the robot from those VR, Astro's VR thing game and stuff. It's basically an, an Astro expanded bot- version of those games. Yeah, it's Astro like the Astrobot platform game, but it's like yeah. it doesn't use the VR, obviously. Yeah. Because um, that Astrobot VR game was all about, like, you know, Death using and the, moving and looking around, around yeah. looking around corners. This and stuff. does have a lot of that in there. It does make me think that maybe they had ideas for a VR yeah, game because you know, it's like, so much different to Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, <laughs> the way that the camera shifts sometimes in some of the areas yeah. to like get to secret bits. It's nice. I mean, it's a big old just celebration of PlayStation stuff and PlayStation adjacent um, gaming properties that yeah. you remember. Mostly a lot of PS One stuff. Very, very much. Like PlayStation 1, a lot of it... I guess a lot of PlayStation's heritage comes from that era, though. But it's a lot of, here's the Final Fantasy, here's, like, Silent Hill, and here's, you know... There's tons Tekken of, and no, Ridge there's Racer tons of stuff, and like everything, Ace really. Combat. Like, it is... I yeah, feel like, yeah, it's, it's enduring series. Like, yeah. there's a lot of enduring... But they, like, they put a lot of stuff into, like, Last of Us shits all over the place yeah. as well. But whenever you see them, like, playing on a console, it's always a PS1-looking thing on there. I think so. You see him playing a Ridge Racer clone. You see him like got the disc menu out, and I mean it ends with a PlayStation friggin' reference. Yeah, it yeah. does end with a PlayStation. Like I think that maybe if you haven't unlocked a lot of the stuff, it's not clear. But like, there's loads of different things for different. Like you know, um, you've got the the main collectible in most of the levels is like a PlayStation One multi tap and stuff like that. Like you've got like the yeah, it's the artifacts. Yeah. But, like, you do have, like, whole PlayStation yeah, 2 collections and yeah, stuff. It's all that. Yeah, it's got a collection for each console. Mm. But, like, it, it does a lot of PS1 stuff. It shows you Wipeout stuff and, you know, but that's just things to find, Easter eggs to find as yeah. you go on over. If you want to find more of the Easter eggs, you can look on a video by Under the Moons where you found hundreds of eggs in the game. Mm. 
Um, and he had to ask me what some of them were because he wasn't sure. Um, but you know, there's there's all sorts of little little fun details in here. But you know, it's a solid platform itself. It plays really smoothly. It's you know, it's got some creative motion control stuff that I could do without. The only one that I thought wasn't really irritating was the uh, frog one. I quite like the frog bouncing around with that. I was really impressed with all of the motion stuff. I don't know. Not the motion stuff, the vibration stuff. Yeah, that's vibration stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what would be nice is if friggin' PlayStation 5 developers got over making your pad rumble every time you take a footstep. It's like, oh, we can make it feel like you're walking on different surfaces. I don't care. I don't want my controller going every time I walk. Okay. It's irritating. It's as irritating as when controllers talk to you in games. Shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, I wish that you could turn that off easy. Because that's one thing in this game is that... um, I mean, it's all there. It's all part of the immersiveness, and it is showing. Off. It is designed to show off the controller and the what the PlayStation does with fast loading and things like that. But um, like half the sound effects come out of the controller. It's mm. a bit, it's a bit irritating. But it's fine. It's you know, I think it's a really solid, fun platforming game and a fantastic little packing bonus thing. You know, it's not as good as maybe packing in Mega Games Two with uh, the Mega Drive. It's still probably the greatest packing. Any consoles ever had ever. I'm sorry, Master System, Alex the Kid, built into the console. It's not called Alex the Kid. Uh, you Alex kids the kid today, in Miracle World. Yeah, you kids all keep going, Alex the Kid. It's Alex Kid. I'm fucking sorry. Jesus. You weren't even alive when that came out. Yes, I was. When were you born? 88. Exactly. I was a year Alex old. Alex the Kid came out. out. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Alex the Kid. Alex the Kid. There's no Alex Kid references in this game. But anyway. Um, yeah, good good fun time. I didn't like the bit where you have to roll the ball around. It's the thing, I, I don't I like motion that. controls. It's irritating and You don't have to use motion controls, just use your thumb. You have to yeah, you have to run the rub this yeah, see, you have to rub the pad, didn't you? Yeah. yeah, that was irritating, yeah. You didn't find that easy. It was irritating. That was so easy. Irritating so. It was the most easy thing in the game. No, I just want to use an analog stick. The only thing that I ever had any trouble with. It's not very with, good accessibility wise. It's a terrible monkey suit. I like the monkey. I hate the monkey. You're bad at the monkey. Because it gets to a point where you have to squeeze it lightly. Yeah, yeah. And you've got no motor controls because no. of um, that time you swallowed razor blades. No, because I'm uh, I'm technically Lenny from yeah. a person. <laughs> Lenny from Simpsons. No, my some men. No, oh. breaks the rabbit. He doesn't just break and a kill rabbit. His wife. Yeah, he... and then hides her. He doesn't kill his what the guy's <laughs> wife. He breaks her. It's just a girl he fancies. It's Curly's wife. Neither. Yeah. Because no, Curly's all like. No, it's Curly's wife that he kills. Not the guy from um, Three Stooges. The audience can't see me shaking my head in disbelief for that trick. You might be able to hear it. I know, I know. I went to put the noise gate on. Ah! But anyway, Astro's Playroom is fine. It's good. It's a great pack. I hope they don't remove it from consoles in the future. Oh yeah, they will. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be the next PT. Yeah. I'll have like the most expensive console in the world just because I've just kept it on there forever. It's one of those things. I think all consoles should have packing games. Oh yeah, like if you've I genuinely... the Xbox 360 had Hexic. Hexic was rad. Yeah, it was. I'm great at Hexic. I'm legitimately too good at Hexic. I picked up the, um, I downloaded it onto the Xbox One a while back, and I thought I'd have a quick game on it. Yeah. And like normal, when I play Hexic, that quick game lasted a full hour before I failed. And I was like, <laughs> I did. Uh, I made the mistake of you know I've got the little Game Boy emulator that I built, the Odroid Go that you make yourself. That you built yourself from yeah. bits. You, you yeah, you, yeah. You got all the gold and you like yeah, melted it. it into the capacitors. Yeah, yeah. Got the speaker. Yeah. By uh, by using the CNC machine to. You went to 
like the Congo and you mined all those rare earth materials. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the plastic. Yeah. yeah. Milled it down to the shape of the motherboard. No, um, on the Odroid, turned it on the other day because it's still somehow got battery in there. The battery lasts for fucking months on that thing. Um, I turned it on and I had apparently gone to start playing Tetris and not started a game in Tetris, so it was on the push start screen. And I just, I made the mistake of pressing start. <gasps> I spent an hour and ten minutes playing fucking Tetris. I did a marathon game. I just kept going and going and going. I fucking love Tetris. Just give me Tetris. Just. I'm really good at Tetris. There's Tetris effects come out of Switch, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But just give me Game Boy Tetris. <laughs> I don't want any fancy Tetris. What happened to um, all that? You know, there's rumors that they're putting Game Boy games on Switch. That's apparently still happening. Yeah, but it was just like. Everyone was like, because oh, they're definitely doing Game Boy games on Switch and suddenly it's N64 it's N- and So apparently Mega the reason Droid. they did that is because they're introducing the new tier to um, to uh, Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Um, the idea was that they were going to add Game Boy games and Game Boy Color games in the same sort of thing, but they've pushed it back. The reason that rumour came about is that someone saw in the software update that there are four emulators that have been added to the Switch software. They did see Nintendo 64 Mega Drive. Yes, they did. They did. They actually, they did. Those two were rumoured on there. Those were two of the... Because those were two of the names on the emulators they found, and then the other two are the project names for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color development kits. Yeah. So that's why that rumour started. Apparently it is still happening, because there's another one coming up in November... So they've got another Switch and uh, Nintendo Direct coming up in November. Well, they're doing a thing for to explain the online thing, but that'll just be... Well, October, that is. That's the end of October. In mm. November, there's going to be another Switch online thing where they talk about what's coming in the next year. It's not the Animal Crossing one. No. no so it's a November one for Animal Crossing. There's going to be a separate thing, apparently. This is the rumour. I don't know. Oh, it's the, there's, yeah. there's the always rumours rumors when there's Nintendo a Nintendo Direct and They shit. say, yeah, there's a freaking... But anyway... So they might. God, they're going to announce the last DLC for Smash Brothers next week, and no one's going to be happy. No, what they might do in October, they might turn around and say, "Look, we haven't forgotten the people that are on the regular thing for the Switch. So here's what we're adding to Nintendo Switch Online for those people: Game Boy, Game Boy Color. That'd be great. Your console will no longer slap you in the face. Your concept, your console is now broken unless you pay twenty extra pounds for your Switch Online. Um, It's a by review. No. Yes. I watched Squid Game, the new Netflix phenomenon. Did you review that last time? Pardon? Didn't you review that last time? No. The one where it's all like different games that people play. Did I? One second, one second. Squid Game came out over two weeks ago, didn't it? No. I still was excited to see it. You were going on about it. You said all this stuff about like... um. Oh, fuck, I did say it. Yeah, yeah. I've already Squid watched Game. Squid Game. Oh, no! Yeah. yeah, I told you. Oh, God. What am I going to review? No! One second, let me panic for a second. Uh... Anyway, I got a tiny sound wave figure. Yeah, you talk about your sound wave figure for a minute. I also got cassettes for my big sound wave. I got Rumble and um, Ratbat. But um, they don't really fit in him properly. Like, I don't think they designed them him in, with them in mind. It can fit them in there. It's pretty tight. The mechanism Fuck doesn't work, though. But this tiny sound wave is only a little bit bigger than those cassettes. And he, you can't put a cassette in him. He, he's got a little cassette, but it doesn't transform. I'm going to swallow this. I'm going to swallow this cassette before too long. Anyway, you've forgotten what you wanted to review. Because <laughs> you reviewed Squid Game. See, oh, you did think about it. And last week, you were all like, I don't have anything else to review. And at the end, you're like, oh, malignant. You could have reviewed Malignant last time. 
All right. Do you mind? That comes through the mic. Okay, I'm going to review World War Z Aftermath, the new update for Xbox Series S and Series X2, World War Z. It's a patch with two new levels, two new characters, and it it does bring in some some, um, changes that sort of fix out some of the issues. Like, you can play it in first person now instead of third person. Have you got a fourth review? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I just want to save that till the end, because that's not the big thing. No. Uh, But, yeah, all in all... um, World War Z is a, it's a more of the same. It's a better version of what I feel like Back 4 Blood is trying to do. And it's such a shame that Back 4 Blood wasn't really well received during its beta because I think that that might be all right, but I'm still really trepidatious because they've added in a load of shit about menus and stuff. And they've got like one of those walk around menus that never really works in first person shooters. It always makes it more confusing to just start a fucking the game. Developer of friggin' which game is it? Not Dusk, not Ultra Kill, the other one. I don't know. I don't know. The one that's like hexic. Anyway, he'd hate you. Really? Yeah, because someone complained about the menus in his games. Because in the game, you have like the like Quake, you have that thing where you go down the corridor, yeah, choose yeah, a difficulty. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even though it clearly says what the difficulty was and tells you to walk through the portal, he couldn't figure it out and he, returned, he got a refund on the game. Well, that's fair enough. Just fucking make it a menu. This is what I don't understand. Like, so in Back for Blood, you've got like tents set up that you have to go to, and each of those tents is like missions, equipment, loadout. World War Z does that in a fucking menu. It's not immersive, is it? I mean, what is, what's meant to be immersive about a game where you shoot waves of zombies? I'll tell you what, my favourite part of breaking immersion is in World War Z, the game, at the end of the mission, even though you've gone down a couple of times, been swarmed by hundreds of zombies that have all clearly attacked you, they go, has anyone been bit? And your characters all say, nah. <laughs> it's like clearly one of you motherfuckers has been bit what a bunch of liars <laughs> just a leg so all your characters are that arsehole that gets bit and doesn't tell anyone <laughs> Sean's um, mum <laughs> yeah, yeah I didn't want to make a fuss um, but yeah like I I actually really enjoyed this I liked it when it was out before but it was like loads of loads like loads of loading issues there's also like a bunch of issues where you'd like be stuck in a stuck in a lobby and you just it'd take forever to start a game in this, it's so fucking snappy and responsive. It is literally like, you pick the level you want to play, you go into quick game, it finds someone who's playing that level and you just jump into their game and you join them on the four stages of each level, right? And there's nine... Friends. So there's nine levels now. I don't have any friends. There's nine levels now, so it's 36 stages in total. There's a lot of fucking games. How many play. games do you have to play before they invite you to their wedding? Oh, like two. 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 Yeah, I've already got like six invites, mate. Sweet. Uh, but yeah, I Achievement really... Achievement <laughs> I really wanted... That's kind of... I was looking forward to Back for Blood um, because I was really urged... Like, really urged to play, like, fucking... A really big urge to play Left for Dead. And the problem with going back to Left for Dead is people don't realise this, but the console versions of those games are janky as fuck. Mm. And even if you've got them on, like, a series console, they're still janky as fuck. So we needed something that was modern, something that was just, like it kind of met modern gaming standards. Like, the lobbies are quick. You just literally jump straight in. And yes, yes, they've fallen into that pratfall of fucking having those weird, you know, unlock perks menus where you fucking spend points to get new perks and you earn points per game and all that other shit. Yes, that's fucking modern gaming. Left thanks, nipple perk. Thanks to fucking Borderlands, that's how everything works. Now you've got perk trees from up on fucking perk Isn't it funny trees? that the next Borderlands game is based on the DLC people remember from Borderlands 2 and not a sequel to Borderlands 3 because no one gave a shit about Borderlands people 3. People really liked Borderlands 3, but not know. enough people played it. No. No. Um, and it was, the problem was it had been 12 years since Borderlands 2. Mm. And Borderlands 2 was the... How is Gearbox still like doing all right? They do. They, like, they release a bunch of shit. Battle Ball, man. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. But they release a bunch of shit, don't they? Like, they just develop mm. stuff now. Um, but yeah, like, like I say, World War Z, the game, it's cheap. If you've got the original World War Z, I think it's like 10 quid to upgrade to this one. And it's kind of worth it because you do get those extra characters. You get the extra chapters. You know, there's a bit more content in there. And that, that change going from the series consoles, uh, going from the, sorry, the vanilla version to the series console version, 60 FPS, first person mode. It looks beautiful. It Is runs it first beautiful. person already. Yeah. No, no, it's third person, normally. Was it? Yeah. Mm. That was what differentiated it from Left 4 Dead, was it oh. was a third person game. Because it was made no, by Focus Dead Interactive. One as well, there? Yeah, that was made by, uh, what's his name? I think it was actually Overkill Studios. And wasn't what's it? that one that's Left 4 Dead but with vampires? Companies coming Redfall. Out? Yeah. That I'm looking forward to. What's the one that's Left 4 Dead but with, like, I don't know, sentient turnips? Uh, is that going to happen? What was that What's game being played as a pea? Awesome pea. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, World War Z... Left um, for Dead, but it's your neighbour's <laughs> coronation street. Left, left for Dead, but it's a high school... Oh, shit. <laughs> um, yeah, all in all, it's it's really interesting. It's really fun. I, I'm enjoying it. And it is... It's certainly... Um, it's certainly better than the other like sort of weird multiplayer game I played. Um, I tried Predator Hunting Grounds. Oh, wasn't that on PS Plus? It was on PS Plus, yeah. yeah. I don't have PS Plus. So um, I downloaded that as part of PS Plus. It. I only managed to play three games. Even on the PS5, that game is a bit fucking jank. Like, it's just really weirdly designed. There's loads of hitches on the menus and stuff, and it just takes forever to get Some of the, the enemies game. are invisible. That's not fair. No, that part's really fun. When the actual Predator comes down, but it just... It, it doesn't feel like a game... It feels very much like an indie game that they've just sort of latched onto rather than being like a big studio game. Um, and it's just a bit of a shame because it could be really fun. Does any character say, if it bleeds, we can kill it? Yeah, I think so. No, of course they do. Um, but yeah, so um, World War Z. <laughs> World War Z Aftermath. Um, it's a real strong Timroth. Really enjoying it. Really enjoying it. Does a lot of good work. Not great all the time, but a lot of good work. Your review, Ant. Does the Predator say you're one ugly motherfucker? Yeah, probably at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, every time you down the Predator, it gives you a chance to shoot its mask off and then you can get like a final kill. Oh. And uh, everyone who's playing as the Predator has the perk where they can just set off their mini nuke. So nobody ever gets to kill the Predator. You just have to Don't run have away. a countdown for the mini nuke. Yeah, it does a countdown. But and you, you have to press the button have... to make you laugh. No, no, you have the countdown for the mini nuke. And if you're playing a soldier, you just have to run the fuck out of there. Where'd you have to get to? Uh, it gives you like a distance. It's not hundreds of miles though. Oh, you'd have to get to a chopper. No. Oh, that's a missed opportunity, isn't it? <laughs> you had to get to the chopper flash. Well, up that's when the you screen. get to the end of the missions. Because you've always got like a mission and then the predator just basically stalks around waiting for you to make enough noise that they can track you down. Get to the chopper. You're, like you're encouraged to do stealthy things to get through the missions. Was it but then... level set in city? Which the city? urban jungle. No. The predator 2. You don't get to play as Danny Glover in that awesome silk shirt. Predator 2 is good. It is a good film. Mm-hmm. I like Predator 2. Yeah, Predator, yeah. In all fairness, Predator 2 has a better ending than Predator 1. Say what you want, Predator 2 has a better ending than Predator 1. Just because Danny Glover actually goes toe-to-toe with the Predator, whereas Arnold Schwarzenegger was a pussy, and he just threw rocks at him. Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger hit. Danny Glover... Yeah. Danny Glover goes for it. Yeah, that's, why he, that's why he walks with a cane now. Danny Glover is like six foot five. Yeah. Whereas I've Arnold Schwarzenegger him. is like 5'11". I've seen him a few times. Yeah. Yeah, he's... But very, Glover, he looks very frail. There's kind of the problem. I really don't want him to be going to the conventions anymore. <laughs> he looks too old. He looks too ill. He's got the predator frisbee hidden away. Like, so if anyone tries to get me, I'll shoot. 
Tom Atkins looked like he was in much better health than Danny. Tom Carter. Atkins looks like he's going to live forever. He's, he's like ninety-one. Healthy guy, healthy guy. He's very... <laughs> but Tom Atkins, he's got that. He's got that guy, Jamie Lee Curtis blood because he had sex with her in so many films. <laughs> like <laughs> that's not fog. how you get the fog. That's not how you get her blood. Well, it depends on when you do it. You have to drink it <laughs> like a vampire. <laughs> a real man runs red lights. <laughs> Bet he does. <laughs> Your review out. Who's the young actress in Season of the Witch? Pardon? I always felt sorry for her. In what? Season of, the girl from Season of the Witch. Because well, he's, he's like melts. 50 something and she's like. Is she the one who becomes 21? She becomes No, she's five. She's one of the main, the main character. Isn't she a robot? Not in Season No, not in Season of the Witch. There's no robots. There in is season a robot in Season of the Witch. Season, no, yes, no. there is. When was the last time you watched Season of the Witch? Not that long ago. Watch it every Halloween. And I sing the song. How's the song go? This is Halloween. This no. is Halloween. Pumpkin scream for the Halloween. All right, your review out. So, Castlevania Advance Collection. Oh, you played that, did you? Came out. It's, it covers the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games and one of the SNES ones they conveniently left off the last collection. Um, they left that what SNES, what was it, Dracula X? The re- well, Vampire's Kiss, as it was called over here. Well, it's meant to be Rondo of Blood. Um, well, it's a remake of Rondo's Blood. Sort of. It is a remake. It's a reimagining. It's a remake. But anyway, it wasn't on the previous collection. Lord knows why. I mean, to be fair, the previous collection had plenty of games on it. Yeah, like it wasn't missed. It was a. It was an omission that was clear. But fine. They wanted. They, you know, they've used it to pad out this collection a little bit. You know, it's fine. So, um, it's a pretty good collection. The they still got the same problems those other ones have, where the scaling options. Um, it only comes into play on Dracula X. You can't scale to full screen without putting um, the bilinear filters and shit. Yeah, all that stuff on. I just want you can you can scale up the pixels as much as you can. It's it's mostly full screen, but it doesn't go to full screen like you can if you have the scan lines and stuff on. Which you know I don't want scan lines on because only psychopaths use scan lines. Um, no no CRT filter on any console game, like a regular console game, comes close. To looking like to, an actual CRT. The closest I've had is um, Sonic Mania. That's the closest I've had with with the CRT filter. That's really good. But um, that Retro Tink 5 Axis has a built-in CRT filter, and it looks really freaking good. Mm. Um, you can even adjust stuff like chromatic aberration and stuff. Um, but anyway... Um, the Game Boy Advance games, though, all fit the top to bottom of the screen everything not quite full screen because the Game Boy Advance wasn't a 16-9 ratio it was a weird like 6-4 it was a weird ratio um, but it, it fits fine there's a tiny bit of shimmer when you use that um, but it's like the tiniest barelyest no, no, notable shimmer mm. um, and it works really well and it's really nice to be able to see Circle of the Moon because I had that on the original Game Boy Advance without the light and all that sort of stuff and the game was dark like they they you know, went with the gothic dark look for the game. I was really surprised and didn't they were think that abortion scene. That was the thing that yeah. got to me. <laughs> but they um they were like they went with a really dark look for the game and forgot, oh yeah, the Game Boy Advance doesn't have a light and it's an absolute fucking nightmare to see. And none of those worm light things work. Do you remember them? Yeah. <laughs> um, none of them work. They'd, they'd highlight part of the screen if you're lucky. I used to have to sit downstairs. We had a lamp in the living room. Yeah. And it was on the little table and I used to sit there with the lamp behind me so I could see the screen. <laughs> Um, although I do distinctly remember playing Game Boy games in the car at night, and I don't yeah, know yeah, how I, I did that. that. Like, how? How you, is that the possible? The streetlights. I used to do that. It's impossible. We used to put a light on a um, 
above in the car. We just put lights on in the car. But My I parents how... always made me not do that because they said they can't see out the back of their lights. They should get fucked. Um, but no, it's nice to play Circle of Moon like that. I haven't played Aria of Sorrow yet because I want to play through the games. I played a little bit of Harmony of Dissonance just to see because I remember that one has um, the characters have like a blue outline around to help yeah, you stand yeah. out on the Game Boy Advance screen. And I was wondering if they'd removed it, but it's still there, it's still part of the look. That's the um, one that has loads of weapons in it. That's the one that's like. Super. No, I think Aria Soria has all the weapons because you can play handgun, can't you? You can play for the game with a gun. Yeah, I know, but I think um, that, uh, the one with the blue outline—that's the one where you get like random weapon drops everywhere. Yeah, and it's all kinda. super, super all over the place. Like the circle, games- circle of the Moon's a bit different because this Circle of the Moon's the first one that came out after Symphony of the Night, uh, the first Metroid-y style one. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit interesting. That there's only the whip in the game is the only weapon you have. Which, like Symphony of the Night, you have all sorts of weapons. You can go fist, fisty cuffs and shit um, if you want to. I've, I've played through Symphony of the Night, punching everything. It's pretty tricky. Yeah. Um, but this one just has the whip, and you have to, you can spin it, spin it real good. Whereas, like um, Harmony of Distance has the Super Castlevania style whip that you can jiggle, which is jiggle physics. It's fun, but it always looks stupid. Oh yeah. Um, but um, I do like that in Super Castlevania you can do the thing where if you pull the controller back and fling it forward it sort of goes in an arc and can damage mm. stuff still so yeah, when the bats it'll come still damage stuff Woo! it'll damage stuff when you're just holding it there oh really if you just let it dangle down on Super Castlevania yeah. it'll damage things when they hit you I always you. thought you had to keep it moving so I'm always like no. <laughs> just wiggling it all over the place yeah that was just them showing off that they'd coded a physics trail yeah. in like <laughs> Because um, Super Castlevania is just a series of levels where the developers are flexing what they can do on the SNES. Yeah, like there's loads yeah. of really impressive shit on that multi-level. But, um, level that's one of the reasons people don't like Dracula X so much is because it doesn't do as much flashy stuff. What? But Dracula X looks really friggin' nice, and I wish people would acknowledge how nice that game Dracula looks. Dracula X is fine. The problem is that it's it. If you ever play Rondo of Blood, Rondo of Blood is like on a different level because it came out on the PC Engine. So I had like, yeah, there's a CD fine. version as well as a, a card version. No, there was only version. a CD version. Never Is there only a, a CD version? No. So the CD version, there are two soundtracks for the CD version. There's like, there is like a traditional like no, MIDI style. CD. There's a MIDI style soundtrack and then there is a fucking orchestral soundtrack. And like the whole game has like FMVs and shit in it. And it's no, like, this, the, the cutscenes are all done using sprites and stuff. Yeah, like it's an I anime played, style. It's not FMV though. It's oh, not video. Sorry, sorry I, I misspoke. It's, it's really clever it's use like, of pixel sprites and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but like the whole game is just like a technical marvel. And then the actual storyline itself, there are different endings. Most of the CD was there's, just used for the voices in cutscenes yeah. and stuff. There's like different endings, there's different paths. It's all German. And, and Dracula X kind of has a similar structure, but like it just... It doesn't have the paths, it's just a straightforward... You've got a couple of paths in like Dracula X. There are a couple of paths you can go, but it's just like it's a very simplified version of that. Your mum's got a couple of paths you can go. <laughs> she does. <laughs> um, but yeah like it is it's like your mum goes to college <laughs> um, but no Dracula X just isn't as flashy it does some nice stuff I like the way the flame effects it's, in the village it's start. still a good game it's like a weird hybrid yeah. between Super Castlevania and Bloodlines mm, that's yeah. what it feels oh, like okay. I think it's got one of the best interpretations of the soundtrack the vampire killer and bloody tears on that game are amazing bloody tears it. it's got the rock music kicking in like no, that's fine. But um, I'm going to play through these. I'm right at the end of Circle of the Moon. I got to this really awkward part. You have a boss fight. You have yeah. to, you, the one where you have to fight your buddy who's in there and he's gone bad, which is a sort of staple of um, Iger's games. It's always a rival. Isn't it? You're playing as you're not playing as a Belmont, are you? No, you're playing as the um, like you, someone who's inherited the whip from you know the guys in Castlevania Bloodlines. Yeah, um, and not Hugh Morris, the other one. Belmont. Is it Richter? No, no, Bel- Belmont's not in this. Yeah, I know, but you inherit from Richter Belmont, don't you? Or is it well, it's the Belmont whip. It's the vampire killer. Yeah, I know, but who is it that you get it from? Basically- you get given to you from the guy who's in 
Bloodlines. From Bloodlines, yeah. yeah. So Richter. Not Hugh Morris, the other one. Richter's not in Bloodlines. Who's Richter in? No, it's, um, it's, it's friggin' Hugh, I can't remember his name, but it's, there's a guy with a French sounding name and oh, the other okay. guy. One's got a spear, one's got a whip. Yeah. Um, but it's the whip guy. He gives you the, he gives you the whip. He's old in this one. Yeah, and you have to fight the Belmont, the spirit of the Belmont inside the whip to get the whip's full potential. No, That's in, the secret to this one. No, in this one, no. No, is not that all. this one? No. Which one is that? No, no idea. No idea. You're making stuff up. You're no, crazy. No, no, no. Like, there's one of them where you can fight a shadow version of the Belmont that last held the, sw- oh, held they the whip. Oh, freaking chuck sh- ghost versions of the Belmonts in all the games. Yeah, I know, but like... But no, it's... um. Yeah, you, you're you know your master's been kidnapped by Dracula. Oh, Richter was um, was um, Richter went bad. Richter went bad. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but no, you have to fight. There's an awkward bit towards the end where you have to fight your rival, but um, there's no save spot in the area where he is. Normally, there's a save spot right next to the boss battles, so you have to go to a save spot, run to the nearest teleporter room, teleport your way up to that room. Go through a whole bunch of enemies that are like proper damage dealers. So you have to try and avoid them. I've got pretty nifty at avoiding them. Fight the boss battle, which isn't actually that difficult. You can actually kind of cheese it a little bit. It's the only boss battle where I just instantly figured out how to cheese it. Um, we just put the flame barrier on and just keep jumping over him a whole bunch because all his attacks are pretty close range. Yeah. Um, but then you have to make your way back to the teleporter and back down to the room, the save room. And last night I got right back to the outside the door for the save room and got hit by an attack from this powerful enemy that's put in the early area of the game later on and he hit me and killed me so that was irritating so I'm going to make another attempt at that because all you have to do is you beat Hugh at the top of the um, castle yeah, and then you go to that room with the key you get a key and you open and fight Dracula and that's the end of the game literally like 20 minutes from the end of the game um, but I'll finish it but I know I'll probably go on to Harmony of Dissonance because um, I didn't play much of that when it was on the GBA years ago I you never played Dario Sorio yeah, Aria Sorry's the. But, um, I sold my Circle of the Moon. Got quite a bit for it. Like those games have shot up in value over yeah, the years. They, they and now they're seventeen quid on Switch. So mm. that's you know. I wonder if they'll do a, a. They did a physical copy of the Castlevania collection, didn't they? Didn't they do a code in the box? I don't know I don't if they know. did a physical card. I think they did codes. In the I box. would like a, a physical copy that has all the Castlevania collections on it in one. The way that'd have to be PS4, wouldn't they? No, that was a code as well. Fuck. They probably have to do it on PS4 though, wouldn't they? Because the Symphony of Night, Wonder of Blood, one's exclusive to PS4 because it's based on the PSP version of the game. Yeah, Yeah. there is an Android version. The Mega the Mega Man collection with both of them on one is really simple because those games combine, don't they? Yeah. Like if you have both of them, you can load it all up from one. But the problem is that when you bought that, it was just a code. It was literally just a code in the box. Yeah, it didn't have a code. The limited run did the disc. Thing. Oh, they might have done a code, uh, proper. I'm sure card, there's yeah. a disc version out. I'm sure. There is. Yeah, but like when it comes to Switch games, so many of the Switch games are just like, Whoa. like those Namco. I don't about PS4 ones. So yeah. I'm disc. Sorry. Yeah. Um. No, it's really good. I'd like to see what I'd really like next. Please, economy. I dare you. Do a Castlevania 3D collection that's just the two N64 games and the two PS2 games because those PS2 games are really expensive, and I want to play them again, and I regret selling them. So I want to play the Which PS2. PS2 um, there was Lament of Innocence. One of them was just called Castlevania here, which is about the fifth time mm. they just called a game Castlevania in the UK. Um, but they're they're both solid arcade games. They're like pre God of War like style. Yeah. Bit of influence from Devil May Cry going on, but they're not as flashy. They're not as blatant a God of War ripoff as the friggin' most recent Castlevanias, which I just don't like. I don't like those games. I didn't mind them. Freaking the first one is just constantly trying to be other games. 
Yeah, I know, but like I didn't. They neither of them were bad. Like yeah. they weren't. They weren't terrible. There's a whole segment where it's like, oh, you need to get a specific weapon to be able to survive the next part, and you go through all this frigging bullshit. Uh, to be fair, it feels a lot like Castlevania that bit. So like you're working your way through a tower thing, um, just to get like a weapon from a barrel, and then every barrel outside has the weapon in it. Yeah. So I'm like, what did you just get this weapon, and then someone went and populated the town with it? It was like, were they always there? It, the, both of those games were trying to be more cinematic, and that was a problem. We're freaking like a couple of hours into the game, and it throws a like one of the most blatant Shadow of the Colossus ripoffs at you. Are you talking about the second one? The first one. You fight the big ice giant in. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the yeah. clockwork golem in the first one, like right in the beginning. Yeah, like the ice giant thing. Is ice giant? No, there's like in, in the sequel. The sequel to the Castlevania game. I didn't play the, the second one. Lord of Shadow 2, so... It's, it's it wasn't good. meant to be a Castlevania game. No, it was meant to be like a weird Ninja was, Gaiden stuff. No, game. no, it was originally just Lords of Shadow. It was... Oh. Okay. It was They showed it off at a, um, E3 years and years ago. Yeah. And then the studio got picked up by Economy, and they were like, turn this into a Castlevania thing. Because the original trailer's out there, you can see it. It's like a CG trailer, and it's got the Bell character that's Robert Carlyle's character. Yeah. But um, he's not a Belmont. It's just, you know... Clearly influenced by Castlevania, but it wasn't going to be a Castlevania or game. Vampire Knight. I think he has a sword in the trailer, oh. rather than a belt, rather than a whip. Or it's Vampire Knight. But um, yeah, it was it was called Lords of Shadow. Just that. They're not that bad. You keep besmirching them. Your face is that bad. But Sim for Castlevania Advanced Collections, solid. Like the one, the one you've played so far. Four games. I've been playing Harmony Distant. I've been playing Dracula X. Okay. I did a Let's Play of Dracula X where I was an expert at it and I got to I the wanna, second I level I can't wait until the next episode where you're like they're shit what did I do shit but um, no they're nice I'm just, just getting the other one though because it's got the Game Boy games on it which is nice did you not get the other one I got the other one yeah I've got the Symphony of the Night one on PS4 and I've got the other one on Switch yeah those Game get, Boy games no I got right. that on Playstation actually the other one oh. yeah I've got the, con- I've got the um, Contra and shoot up one on Switch yeah because I bought that for you didn't I did you? Yeah, I gave you the money. Did you? Because I wanted to play that shitty Castlevania game on there. Oh, Haunted Castle? Yeah. yeah. It's not great. It's dog shit. It's really difficult. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. When are they are going to bring out the Castlevania Pachinko game on Switch? <laughs> Hit the lever! <laughs> I'd like a Metal Gear Solid collection on the Switch. Just re-release it. Yeah, apparently there's rumours there's a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake being announced soon. Really? Yeah, apparently I've got a feeling that Blue Point might be making Isn't it. Isn't that like the fourth time that's been remade? It's been remastered. It's not been remade. Yeah, has it? Was well, I mean, I suppose the 3D. Game Boy Advance one, could, the G, um, 3DS one could be considered a yeah. sort of remake, but... Because it was redone, wasn't it? Yeah. And also the HD collection they yeah, but it's not a remake, it's the same game underneath. Is it the same source code? Yeah, yeah, same game. So they kept the source code for that, but not Silent Hill 2? Apparently. Fucking idiots. All right. Um, okay. Speaking of vampires, my last no, review... Blue Bluepoint did the HD collection, actually. Did they? Yeah. My last review is Midnight Mass, the new Mike Flanagan series on Netflix. Oh, I've heard there's something about none of the characters want to say the word of what it is that's going on. I don't know what it is that's going on. I don't know anything about it. But um, someone said it reminded them of Shaun of the Dead when they won't say zombies. Ha! All right. Um, so, okay. So, um, Mike Flanagan, he made a bunch of horror films. Um, he's done, like, those Haunting of Blind Man- Man- Manor. Mm-hmm. and The Haunting of Whatever. He also did Doctor Sleep, which I really enjoyed. I reviewed it on here not long ago. Um, and that was the sequel to The Shining, but it was like sort of a pseudo-sequel to the book and the film. Yeah. Um, and it, this is... This so wants to be a Stephen King adaptation. It wants to be something like Salem's Lot, but it's not Salem's Lot. 
Um, it is vampires. I'm going to spoil that straight away. Oh, they're vampires. Yeah, but oh. um, but I'm there is a reason that no one's calling them vampires in this, and I, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into that. So let's just we'll quickly go through the story. Um, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this, but I think there's been enough articles and enough like shit about this online that you probably already knew it was vampires because you know I didn't um, know anything. Did you not? Yeah, but you like you you know you're not one of those people that watches fucking random shit on. If you've watched What Culture in the last week, you've probably seen the plot to this. Yeah, they keep trying to make me watch the What Culture Star yeah. Trek channel, and I'm like, no, no. Great story. No. So, um, so last week I was pet sitting for my for my friend, and so I ended up watching this, um, watching this there, and it was just sort of one of those things that at first, the first couple of episodes, I didn't, it didn't catch me the way I wanted it to. Um, there were some interesting characters, and I want to just quickly touch on this has a lot of those Netflix actors in it. It's got the main guy from... Well, it's got the, the, the kid with the ape body from Umbrella Academy in it. That is a very racist thing to say about friggin', friggin' uh, It's got the actor that plays that Will guy. Smith. But then it's also got... It's got Ralph Coley, who's the guy from iZombie, and he was also in The Last Blind Manor thing. Um, oh. and I'm a fan of him. Um, and it's got... Um, it's got the... It's got the dude that was in the stand remake recently. He played one of the doctors and Walter, you know, Go- Walton Goggins. No, it's not Walton Goggins. But it's it's got like a load of actors that you know from TV. Oh, it's also got the kid from ET. All grown up. He's in all these like blind manner things with Is this he? guy. Yeah, um, I think yeah. he was also he was the guy who played. I think he also played Jack Nicholson's character in Doctor Sleep because they didn't bother to. One of the things about Doctor Sleep is they didn't bother to try and digitally do those characters again. They just had different people play them. They were just like, fuck it. Because you know who the character is and they look enough like them and you're just like, this doesn't bother me. I looked up, um, what, Pugsley from the Adam family? Pugsley from the Adam family oh, right, was yeah. doing. Um, and I thought, oh, he's actually been keeping busy. And then I realised that his credits were all for, um, as a driver and transportation person on film sets. That's not bad, so, though. Like, yeah, but he's still working. But I was just sort of like, oh, he's not acting. I thought. You know what? In all fairness, that probably makes him more money. Yeah, probably. Um, but anyway, so, um, so the story, this is, you, we come into this, like, this world, so, so it is very much a world, so it's a pre-existing sort of world that we sort in of, world. we are introduced to, where they are a very small fish, fishing island off of the coast of America, and they, their whole industry is fishing, right? And a lot of the people that are there are people that held out against offers from an oil company, so they're all sort of a bit disenfranchised, but it's a very religious community. Who have been for the last little while without their without their um, their priest because he has been off on a religious journey and it's insinuated by the way the characters talk that he got very very sick he basically had dementia lost his fucking mind but the the parish instead of the parish going oh he's too sick to do this anymore they send him on like a religious journey to Jerusalem and they that basically they're just giving him like a farewell tour of the holy lands and shit like that stop doing that stop it okay. listen. Fucking stop it. Stop playing with the Transformer and listen. You're meant to interact. That's the whole point I of this. I can't remember what to do. Just shut up and put it down. I stop can't. it. So, so basically he is, he is sent to Jerusalem. This, this man who is, who for like most of the conversations that I had, it sounds like he couldn't dress himself is sent to Jerusalem by the church for some fucking reason. All right. And whilst he's there, he is riddled with dementia. He's out of his mind and he wanders off from a tour group that's like traveling through the desert. They're doing like one of those holy walks, like, you know, following the footsteps of Jesus. And there's a sandstorm and he just basically gets lost in the desert for days. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. And he ends up, he ends up taking shelter during the sandstorm in this like, in this like cave, basically. And it turns out the cave is like an old, old church that's 
been buried forever. And the sandstorms and all this movement of the ground has, has exposed this small area that he's, he gets into. And inside of there, he sees what he thinks is an angel. And this thing bites him and suddenly he's young again. And he is, you know, he's like, I've got to take this gift of youth and of life to these people. And at that point, he's still able to go out in the sun. He just feels revitalized. And he thinks that the blood of this thing, this angel, is what's revitalizing him. He doesn't remember the part where he was riddled with dementia and losing his fucking mind and got bit by a monster. He just remembers waking up and feeling revitalized. So what he does is he takes this creature and goes back to the island and pretends to be a new priest. He pretends to be a young priest sent there to replace Father Pruitt, who was the guy who was there, 90, dementia, fucked. All right. oh, no one remembers what he looked like as a kid. No, because they're all, all the generations, the older people have died. A lot of them have moved off. Like, like I was saying, cause it's a, Good. it's a fishing village. Oh. The oiling company came and they offered people money and the older residents took it and they just went to live in like assisted living houses or just went and moved off the fucking island because it's such a hard life for them. There's only like, I, hard I think they say that there's only 107 people living on the island in total. So it's a tiny community, right? And so all these people are basically, suddenly the church is, you know, he's a charismatic guy, he's intriguing people, and people have decided to start going back to church. And that's good. He starts secretly giving communion with the blood of this vampire. So so people start healing. There's a girl who's on the island who was shot by this drunk, who basically, he got pissed up, he fired his gun... And the girl was out walking with her dad in the night and then got shot by a stray bullet and she lost the use of her legs. And so this guy has been, he's, he's gotten rid of all of it. He's just put his guns away, destroyed his gun. Like he's basically just, he's gone. I'm the town prior. You know, I'm here for life because I just, I've got enough money to live here and just die here. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to drink myself to death. Right. And he's such an intriguing character. And he has this relationship with a sheriff who is a guy... Basically, everyone on this island is like a fucking Island of Forgotten Toys person. Some of them have been there their entire lives and just re- refuse to leave. They're just fishermen for life. That's all they've cemented themselves as. And then other people have just sort of been drawn to the idea of living away from society. And one of the people that's been drawn to that idea is the sheriff, played by Ralph Cody, who's an English bloke. You know, he's big on Twitter and YouTube shit like that. Is he? Yeah, apparently. Never heard of him. Uh, but he was in iZombie. He was like a really... Like, people loved him in that. And he's in oh, this, and he plays the Power Ranger in it. Yeah, and he plays he plays a sheriff who is a Muslim on this highly Christian community, and he and his son they pray and they like they pray because their mother was well his mother was Muslim he converted to Muslim to be you know closer to her to her religion she sadly died and they moved to this island so they could just have a simple existence away from all the trouble away from all the judgment of people that are like sort of because he was a New York cop he worked his way up after 9-11 but then a terrorist threat came in and then suddenly he felt like eyes on him all the time so he was like I can't fucking do this no matter what I do I can't escape that stigma so I'm just going to fuck off to an island and have a cushy job that pays a lot of money for me to just be here and keep the peace smart because right? Americans just super racist they are super racist so he lives on the island and the drunk guy, all Americans the drunk guy who accidentally crippled this girl Hmm. Living with all this guilt, he basically just gets pissed up every night, and the sheriff just has to take him in for being drunk and disorderly. Right? It's kind of like this this relationship they have where he just gets drunk. He tries to break into the shop, which is also the front of the sheriff's office because there's so so few buildings on this island. It's like a two hats on one building basically. Yeah. And um and 
in a really interesting scene where you introduce him, like you meet the town drunk at the same time. There's dogs out the front. Dog's really sweet. The sheriff's looking after the dog because the guy's in the jail cell. And then he goes to wake the guy up in the jail cell and the guy's like, you locked me up in prison just because I tried to get in the shop to buy a bottle of Jack. And he goes, you know what you were doing. You know what you do every time. And he goes, well, you've arrested me for doing what you know I was going to do. And he goes, everything that happens in every episode. Now. No, no, no. But listen, listen. So he says that you arrested me. You put me in jail for, and he goes, I didn't put you in jail. And he shows him the doors unlocked. He was literally just so fucking drunk that he just put him in the cell and he's like, oh, I burr, I and then fell asleep, passed out. And like, and that's such a nice little relationship nod. And they Hashtag have relatable content. <laughs> it's such a nice little relationship. And there's these really good moments of character building. And then that character gets killed and then no one acts sad about it. Even the sheriff who had like this pretty decent relationship with the guy. I mean, in the whole thing, like because the religious community is sort of like, they are very much pushing Christian ideals in the school and the school only has a few students, but like they're pushing all that shit. And his son obviously goes there and is Muslim and he starts getting drawn to the religion. And obviously the miracles don't help that. They make everything seem more alluring because they're like, oh, look, magic's happening on the island. And he's like, he's worried that it's just, you know, God doesn't just do shit for you like that. That's not how life works and that's not how religion works. What are you trying to fucking do? Can you stop? I'm trying to build my base. Oh, fuck him. All right, it's crap. Stop it. I'm going to break it. Um, So anyway, so, so some of the characters are really interesting. There's a woman who's pregnant and she loses her baby and they can't work out why. And it turns out that... The, the drinking the blood of the vampire sort of reverts your body to its optimum thing so it attacks the baby it absorbs oh, it a bit like malignant it doesn't turn the baby into a bit like malignant it doesn't turn, uh, the doesn't baby turn it into, into limbs that pop out the back of someone's head no um, uh, why spoil <laughs> I'm fucking angry now <laughs> that's why so anyway so um, it's only seven episodes and as you can imagine it's slow to start gets to about the fourth episode and then the vampire shit really kicks off third or fourth episode vampire shit really kicks off and I think the, the, the criticism a lot of people have is like a load of people are saying like, how could you ever look at that thing that he introduced to the community and say, Oh, look, it's an angel. And it's like, look, he was oh, biblical angels look fucking weird. Oh, yeah, they just wings and eyes. Yeah. But no, like this guy, this guy was lit. I can't ex- express this enough. He should not have been outside of a small room with a fucking bell around his neck to make sure he didn't wander off and eat Legos and die. He was so riddled with dementia, he could have seen a pile of shit with flies flying over it and been convinced it was a fucking angel. <laughs> he could have been yeah, convinced. Yeah, but they didn't it was know it was him. Chalky pudding. Yeah, I know they could, they didn't know it was him, but it's the idea that somehow just because he's moved away from that, he's got that subconscious, like, cemented idea that this thing saved him. Even if he doesn't remember the horrific moment it bit him and that the fear and anguish that started in that moment, he still remembers that, that relief afterwards. He still remembers suddenly feeling awake after years of being just this mindless fucking zombie wandering around. And like, and I think that if you're that desperate, if you're that sad and broken by a disease, when you suddenly come out of it, when you're suddenly on the other side of it, you're going to praise whatever got you there. Like, you're going to see it as like your saviour, regardless of Ivermectin. Yeah, horse meds. Um, But yeah, like, like I, I get the criticism that it looks like a monster. Yes, it looks like a monster, but religious people are stupid, and this guy was riddled with dementia. And obviously, Don't they you say religious people are stupid. They are fucking dumb. Most of the time, they're fucking you dumb. You freaking join the sorry, church sorry, of Scientology. Sorry, sorry, I apologize. Evangelical Christians are fucking dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I apologize to all other religions. Some of them have merit. I don't care. But evangelical Christians are fucking dumb. And it's basically a church. It's an evangelical church. All right. But uh, but yeah, like they're all doing like mass and stuff and there's all these miracles happening. Some people are de-aging and no one's asking questions except for the sheriff, which made me laugh. The sheriff is like, 
I don't like that all this is happening. It's weird. Let's not do this. We've got to be a little bit more secure in this, but no. No, it's normal when people de-age. But yeah, last two episodes are full of, like, it's full on in the last two episodes. It's really decent. It's really interesting. It does build to a good horror finale, but it feels so much like someone who wanted to make Salem's Lot. Because it feels so much like a variation on that story instead of it being a small... I can't remember Salem's Lot's plot. Uh, the there's a guy who buys a house that was promised to someone that someone comes back and they're like this is my house this was promised to me and they're like oh we sold it because you didn't come back here's your share of the money and all this other stuff wasn't there a Nosferatu in that yeah it turns out that the guy that's bought the house is actually a vampire and he's turning but when the guy comes back and starts challenging the house being his the vampire is forced to sort of like start biting people and he starts turning the town and so vampire's concerned about real estate no, like he's basically concerned about uh, being found, so he starts turning people to some. And which character force. was bullied as a kid? All of them, yeah. At some point, um, but yeah, like this, this is really strong. It's a really decent series. It's it's not perfect, but that vampire shit once it does kick in is really cool. It's really interesting. Um, there are two characters that get turned. Like everyone basically gets turned into a vampire in the last episode, except for like a few characters who basically uh, do the last stand shit and they fight back against the attackers, and. Um, and the characters that that all get turned all have very different reactions. Two people just get turned and they go, you know, I'm really thirsty. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm thirsty too. And his wife's like, so why aren't we running around killing people? And it's like, I don't think that everyone's like that. And I think these people are just looking for an excuse to lash out about something. Oh. And you kind of get the feeling that that's what they were. Because there's a lot of people on the island that hold resentment. Like I was saying, there's that character. That's They're using vampires as a metaphor for guns. No. Makes you feel alive, makes you do crazy shit. No, I think that they're using it for... Uh, like they, when Homer Simpson got one. <laughs> they're sort of... They, I think it's more about seeing mass hysteria as you're part of it. Uh. It's like the idea of getting caught up in something where it's one side versus the other, but maybe it's not that. And those moments in Dawn where you sort of see that bleak realisation that, you know, all along you were following the wrong person. The reason you didn't see it was because you didn't want to see it. Like, it's all about, like, following false prophets and... It wouldn't happen to me. There's too smart. There's, I mean, there's a lot of really interesting stuff that happens in there, and you know, um, warning for anyone who's like doesn't like the sort of thing that a dog does die, and it's not pleasant to see, and it's quite sad. Apparently, um, um, sex education as a cat being squashed by a a microwave in like one of the episodes right at the start, and it's played for laughs. Ugh, like that's grim. Yeah, um, but yeah, like a dog does die. It's really cruel, and it does. It, it is for a reason. It's not just needless violence. It is. To show a villainous character, and she is a right cunt. You want her dead. Um, you do get a quite satisfying death for her. She doesn't die in a happy way. Um, but yeah, like all in all, it's, it's a really strong series. It's, you know, I didn't watch Blind Manor or the other one just because I wasn't fucking interested in ghost stories. I don't find ghost stories scary. I've heard you screaming quite often. When I'm playing Slender. Yeah. yeah Slender Man, yeah. 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 That spooks me up, those spookums. No, I, I, I don't really get freaked out by ghost stuff it doesn't really it's never really bothered me um so i was happy that he's doing like a vampire thing because he like those last two episodes i can't say enough how satisfying it is to see everyone go fucking hog mad like they do properly go nuts hog mad hog wild i should have said wild yeah yeah um but they do like wild (laughs) buck wild um they do go nuts and they, it does get violent and bloody and, and like, it's like a proper horror story. Go okay, nuts for coconuts. Um, and there is, like, there's a really cool effect. Um, one of the characters who doesn't really make it that far into the series, but is treated like a main character. 
Um, he is there because he accidentally killed a girl and like basically he's released from prison and has nowhere else to go so he goes back home and every time he's going to sleep he sees the girl's dead body standing standing there like a like she's alive again like Charlie St. Cloud no standing there like she's alive again but she's got all the damage from the night that she was she uh. came out of the car and the, the flashing police lights are only happening on the sections of her face that are torn apart. Oh, like a snapshot out of like his memory. Creepy. It is really fucking cool. Oh. It's really cool. And later That's on in the like series. not like Charlie Sinclair. Later on in the series, like, there is a moment where the sheriff is putting his kid to bed and he's like saying, like, Ali, if you want to go to the church, you can go to the church. All I'm saying is that don't fall for like these people just like saying something to make people want to join them. You know, we're doing this because we loved your mum and, you know, her religion was Muslim. We want to be with her one day. So I just want to, you know, and he has this conversation and then he goes to turn on a light and you just see the fucking glowing eyes of the vampire off in the distance and he goes, oh, and then it's just gone. Ooh. And it's like such a nice little creepy moment. And it is like a proper Stephen King style scare, you know, where it's just like, ooh, we're peeling back the layers. It's Jesus. <laughs> Or it's aliens. Or oh, it's one of them. John Ritter's head in the fridge. <laughs> yeah. Was it John Ritter's head in the fridge? Probably yeah, someone else's head. No, no. Uh, yeah, it was John Ritter, wasn't it? Maybe. No, no, it wasn't. It was the guy. It was the. Wasn't it the guy with the big nose in um, the thing? The one, Clark. The one with the beard. Maybe. The dogs. That was Kurt Russell. No, it wasn't. Kurt Russell wasn't Clark. It was McCready. Childs was Keith David. Um, was it Phones? Who's was Wilson the- Brimley? Wilson Brimley. I like Wilson Brimley. Who was he? He was crazy though. He was in the. He locks himself in that room. And goes nuts. Yeah. Tell him I'm okay. Tell him I'm okay, Mac. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell them. You gotta tell him I'm okay. And there's a noose in the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're fine, mate. Come on in. Diabetes. <laughs> But yeah, like uh, Midnight Mass, really interesting series. I think the the first two episodes be prepared for a slow burn because they don't really reveal too much. There is a little bit of those hints towards something else happening, and then the third episode's where you really get it and it, it, like you you find out what's happening. Um, also, there is a certain character that dies in the church during a scene, and it may be a bit confusing because they don't really show it. They don't show it properly. That person was poisoned. Um, I've been fucking asking everyone who's watched this if that's the case because it doesn't... Nothing in it telegraphs it directly. There is a slight hint, but, like, without it being telegraphed directly, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it almost feels like it doesn't happen. So when the next stuff starts happening, you're a bit like, okay. But, yeah, like, it's a really subtle thing that, yeah, that person was poisoned, basically, by the character you're thinking. The same character that poisons the dog, so... Mm, Poison's quite tasty. No, it's not. Don't do it. It's real bad. It's bad um, for you. It's poison. I've been eating all sorts of poison, and I've been doing. F- yeah, but your addiction, your addiction to arsenic, is something the doctors can't explain. So it's just not question it for now. I'm addicted to Nick's arse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Midnight Mass. Um, I'm not gonna. It's it's not you know perfect. I'm gonna give it a Mel Strip because it is really good. It's um probably the the you know like the blind manner stuff aside. I know that people really love that. I just. Like I said, ghost stories. I didn't watch it. Didn't ghost, watch any of those. Ghost things. stories just don't fucking do it for me. So seeing like this, ghost ship. Ghost ship was so bad. Ghost ship's awesome. It's not. <laughs> it's fun. It's not. It's, it's not bad. as good as House on Haunted Hill. No, both bad. House on Haunted Hill is a masterpiece. The best thing about House on Haunted Hill is Chris Kattan. That film's great. Do you remember no, Jeffrey Rush? Do you remember Chris Kattan? 
Very vaguely. Which one was he? He was the one who played the dead body in Monkey Bone. Was he? Yeah, he's in other stuff. Oh, he was in Corky Romano. <laughs> Released on September 11th, 2001. Mm. <laughs> and the poster said something big is coming. <laughs> Glitter was released that week. <laughs> oh no. We made a 9 11 reference. Can you not? Alright, so this is episode 100 of the New Crit Apocalypse. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. You can find out at LV54 Space Monkey at, uh, on Twitter. You can also find him as Mellow Gaming on YouTube. He is the most popular Mellow Gaming channel. You can also find him in Ant's Bot Collection. That's also his YouTube channel and Reacting Sentai Yopper Ranger. Is that right? Maybe. Cool. Maybe. You can find me, I'll never tell. You can find me at Critapocalypse pretty much everywhere, including now on PlayStation, I believe. Oh, you, you want people to be friends with you on the PlayStation? And Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, and on Switch. Oh. Uh, you need my friend code on Switch. Should oh. I give out my friend code and see what happens? <laughs> no, one, no, one, no one has willingly used that friend code ever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thank you for listening. I've got I've got Try from My Life in Gaming's on my friend list. Who? No, My Life in Gaming. Good channel. You know the channel. The ones who do all those ones where they're like, how to get the best quality out of your retro gaming display. Gaming Drew. No. No, not Retro Drew. My Life in Gaming. Really good channel. Top channel. Okay. But, um, yeah, I'm buddies with Mark, with Try. Oh, cool. Or Mark, Mark Diddleson. Oh. Is his real name. Yeah. Um, Why'd you say that first thing then if that's his real name? Well, Tri's name he uses on the channel. Which oh, right, is, yeah. okay. If you've had enough of Ant's nonsense, that's the end of the podcast. As always, Boris Johnson eats the souls of babies. Um, we don't know to what effect yet. We believe he's just a demonic entity that exists only to cause pain and frustration among those sane-minded people. But, you know, someone summoned him using baby souls. I'm looking at you, Ant. I can't find the mouse. There's the mouse. Right. You're done. Yes. Fucking what a raising end to the podcast. All hell's Perfect. Zinu. And Zinu. remember, only you can defeat the demonic forces of you Boris say... Johnson and the Tory party. Okay. Can we do an alternative cut? No, no, you're going with that. That's All it. hail the new demonic forces of the Tory party. <laughs> just in case. Bye. We'll double end it, just bye. in case. You know, they never know. We love double ending it. Anyway, bye. Bye, everyone.